to my life and I said it good. You thought? Yes, I didn't said it like I probably should. And Tyler Higby, why you gotta fucking suck? Tyler Higby, you're looking like Brandon Ayuk. Took my points and you took him down. Brandon, I you, you took my points and you took it down. <laughs> you had my hardest preseason. I was all in and you took my points right down. It's all Devo's points. That was beautiful. Week oh, three, I like it. September twenty first, twenty twenty one. How are we feeling? I, for me, this is all about redemption. Redemption in, within for me and my fantasy team because I lost all of them this week. Redemption for the Packers because we just whooped the Lions' ass. I think redemption for the Jags. We're gonna get their first win of the season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. How is it redemption when you go zero and five? Well, a redemption for the week three. I'm gonna oh, re- redeem oh, myself. We oh, got okay. redemption for the Eagles, Philly. They're going to win this week. Mm-hmm. This is the best week of the year. Retake. Cowgirl week. I like it. I like it. Speaking of which, um, but how do my nuts taste after this week? Ah. Ooh. Salty. Um, well, we are the Fantasy Joes. I'm Buck. I'm here with Pooks. I'm here with Philly Philly. I'd like to start by saying you could follow us on the Fantasy Joes on Instagram. You could follow me on the Fantasy Football Experts on Instagram. You could follow me at the Fantasy Football Experts on TikTok. All right, boys. Let's let's get into it. We've got we've got some news to talk about. We've got some uh, some week two games to recap. We got some waiver wire ads. We got some drops. We got some surprise players. Um, all right. Well, big news of the week. Same as last week. It sounds like it's going to happen every week now. We got the San Francisco running backs. Mitchell's day to day sermon concussion protocol. Hasty high ankle sprain. We know how those go. For me, uh, I'm avoiding this backfield. They've brought in three running backs. We've got Duke Johnson. Who are, the, who are the two guys? I'm sorry, I'm blanking on their names. They brought in um, some guy off the uh, off the uh, Bengals practice squad. What was his name? I mean, Duke's probably the best one they're bringing in. Either way, I'm not playing any of these boys. If you paid up for Mitchell, obviously you're holding on to him. He's playable. If he's if he's starting, you're playing him. Sermon's probably the guy for me, at least. That's my thought process here. If Mitchell's actually injured, Sermon was just. I mean, concussion is. The least injured. I don't think so. So here's what I think. I, I don't know if you saw that that hit that Trey Sermon took. He got rocked by that Philly defender. I don't think rocked. he's going to play this week. Mitchell's day to day. It sounds like he's going to play. If if Mitchell does play, I don't. If Mitchell does play, I don't know how you don't play him. I mean, he's going to be a workhorse back. He even last week he got what 19 carries on the ground, something like that. You know, the Philly run defense is stout. They they, they definitely contain him. He actually had a ru- uh, rushing touchdown called back, and you would have been a much happier Mitchell owner if you would have gotten that touchdown. So I think you play Mitchell if he's uh, if he's healthy. If not, uh, I doubt Sermon plays, but if Mitchell's out and Sermon's in, obviously you're going to play Sermon. Other than that, there's not anyone else I would, I would think about playing. It's going to be a full committee after that. I'm with Buck on this one. Um, this backfield is cursed. You're, you're playing with fire when you're messing with these boys. There's injuries galore every week. 
And um, I think, like like Buck said, Sermon's the guy long term. If you're talking to the future, if you need a one week play this week, it might be worth holding on to Mitchell. But I think Sermon's the guy long term. Besides that, it's not worth picking up any of these guys on. Uh, waivers or wasting your time with any San Fran back. And I think all of us having, I mean, me, me and Philly obviously agree, but I mean, the difference in opinions just between us, I think shows you that I, no one knows what these guys are going to do. I mean, throw a dart. To, if you have one of them, on your, if you have one of them and you're, you're desperate, you could probably play Mitchell, you could probably play Sermon, but it's, you're desperate, you're throwing a dart. Um, that's, Pook's a little desperate over here. I mean, he's a little biased. <laughs> Uh, he spent about all his fifty, sixty dollars. How much was 60? it? Sixty. Uh, forty-four dollars. Forty-four dollars uh, out of the hundred of his fab on on Mitchell. So there's no way he can drop him either way. And no one saw. <laughs> and no one saw this coming, right? I mean, no one. The 49ers have never had a carousel before. It's always one guy every year, right, Pooks? Funny thing is, uh, you think you'd learn? You, you look at the 49ers backfield. There's always value to be had back there. And Mitchell, you know, a little shoulder injury. You shake that off. No big deal. We'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, obviously, if he's not playing, that's going to be a bummer. But if he's playing, I'm firing him up. So, Where, where's Jeff Wilson? I need a little so Jeff Wilson. Right, that's, that's great that you brought it. We're going to talk about it a little bit later on. We're going to talk about that later. He's he's kind of a sneaky pickup. He's not playing anytime soon, but he will play You know, the next three to four games. He'll be in there. Another guy who's uh, likely out this week, Josh Jacobs, still injured. Head coach Gruden um, said it's looking unlikely that he's going to play. He, You know, it's still potential, uh, potentially – um, so that means another game for Drake. That means another game for Peyton Barber. Unlike last week, they're not playing the Steelers. They're playing the Dolphins. I'm firing up Kenyon Drake. I love me a revenge game with Kenyon Drake. Uh, I don't. I mean, if you're going to start someone, Drake's the guy to start. I'm not I'm not super jazzed up about it. Uh, speaking of this, these Raiders, I mean, if Derek Carr's out there, he has been slinging the rock. So if you are playing Drake, you're expecting them to get in for a touchdown. You're not expecting him to be like a yardage monster or anything like that. And I think this Miami defense is good. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna I think they're gonna give Drake a little something to to write home about. And just I mean, real quickly, I mean we saw Buffalo Buffalo's running backs. We got three touchdowns between Singletary and Moss. That's all I think I need to say. I think you can play these running backs. We're gonna move on to a Big Ben, another injured player here. I uh, got a pec injury. He's probably going to play. They don't really have that competent of a backup in uh, Hastings or sorry Haskins. So I mean, expect him to play unless he's really not looking good. Um, head coach Tomlin said that they need to be ready to pivot if needed. Not encouraging uh, for me. That just means lower expectations on these two edge receivers. I'm I'm interested to see how Haskins is going to play. This is a top top fifteen pick. This guy was dirty in college. He could he could come out firing. Um, I am scared of these trio wide receiver sets. There's a couple teams, Bengals, uh, Buccaneers, Steelers, that have three uh, viable number one wide receivers on multiple teams, and they're all on the same team. So it's it's tough to spread the ball around with all those guys. And then you're talking about a backup quarter quarterback on top of that. Uh, it gets a little risky. We've seen this before. We've seen Haskins. He, I mean, he's not good. I mean, I know he's good in college, but this is – this is the NFL. The Steelers have a terrible O line. I, I don't. I just don't see. He, it. he was not. He was on a bad Washington team. This was before McLaw Dog. This was before uh, Antonio Gibson. This was a different team. So no, McLaurin uh, was on the team with Haskins. McLaurin was there. They got drafted in the same rookie class when McLaurin broke out, actually. So Haskins was just a bad player. Apparently, he was coming unprepared. You know, maybe he's starting to strip club. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe party. We all been there. Before. I mean, I I, I get you respect the guy. Aspect. You know, here's here's my thing on this. 
if Big Ben plays, you're obviously limiting your expectations on these wide receivers, just like uh, just like Tomlin said he would. I'm not going to play Claypool if Big Ben's got a pec injury. I'm worried about that, you know, him being able to push the ball downfield, which is where Claypool does his best work. If Deontay Johnson's out, because he, he took a pretty good hit at the end of last game, I think Juju's in play this week. You know, Juju already has lower depth of target. You know, you got to think, last year when Big Ben had that arm fatigue, he wasn't playing. He was peppering the line of scrimmage with targets. I think Juju could take up on that, especially in a PPR Over, over the tight ends? I mean, for me, I'm thinking they got that rookie, what, Pat Fireman, Furman, however you pronounce his name. I mean, he's going to be – and Ebron. Like. Could be a sneaky play as well, but, I mean, I'm just talking about pass catchers as in the receivers. I think Juju's going to benefit most from uh, from an injured Big Ben. I don't think there's I – don't, I don't think you can really say at this point. Uh, most guys, most quarterbacks, they kind of find one guy that they kind of latch on to and they feel comfortable with. So uh, it's kind of to be seen. I think we had another game with the dart throw. If you're really desperate, you could probably throw a dart at any of these Steelers receivers. Yeah. Um, next, uh, next player here, really close to Philly Philly. Shirts going on, going on the COVID IR. It doesn't mean he's not playing this week, but if he's not, if he's not in, I mean, you're, you're playing Goddard. He right? was vaccinated, I will say. So that means it's it's only it's a three day quarantine as opposed to like a week, right? Uh, I think, if he, like I think if he tests negative, I think it's he's just like it good is. to go. I mean, either way, so if yeah. Ertz tests negative, he's going to be good to go. That doesn't mean he's not playing. If he doesn't play, you can fire up Goddard. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about Tyrod. Oh, wait, 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 wait! You sorry, just got to right. comment like, give us your on opinion. Philly give us and your act opinion. like you know all. Uh, all my Goddard owners out there, I'm a big Goddard fan. I think he's a talented guy, but I would be a little worried. Everyone always thinks that once Ertz leaves, it's going to be full Goddard time. But Goddard, Goddard's main priority is a run blocker. He's, he's developed into a great run blocker over the past few years and kind of taken that role over on Philadelphia. Um, last week, he played 38 of the 58 snaps, but he only ran routes on 15 of those 38 uh, snaps that he got. So he's running routes on less than 50% of the time he's on the field. He's blocking a lot, and it's that, that task is only going to be uh, heightened once Ertz is out. Almost got a touchdown this past week. That would have been two weeks in a row. Seems like like yeah, every tight he's end, an is end zone, be t- he's an end zone. He's an end zone warrior, a red zone warrior. But, I mean, when you're only running 15 routes in a game, mm-hmm. There's only potential for you to have so many targets on those routes. So I don't think you're going to find a better guy on the waiver wire, though. I think you know it, Goddard's a fine play because just like every tight end, he, you're going to need a touchdown to be happy with him, unless you're taking you know basically George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, uh, you know Darren Waller. But you know four points. That's kind of that's Hawkinson kind of lame. Nowadays. Hawkinson now. Hawkinson's looking great. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna want a touchdown. You're gonna hope that he gets in the end zone. I think you can play Goddard because you're not gonna find a better guy. I think on the waiver wire, except for maybe like Noah Fant. He's not gonna be on the wire, but he's a better play. Oh yeah, potentially. But at the same time, if if you ha- if you're rostering Goddard right now, potentially he's your tight end too, um, on your team, or you're desperate enough to to have Goddard as your number one. So obviously you're playing him either way if Ertz is in or not. But I would uh, I wouldn't consider playing him over uh, one of those top ten tight ends uh, just because Ertz is out. I was just briefly looking because I actually wasn't even sure on the stats. But I mean, so like like Philly had said, so we had thirty eight snaps to thirty seven Goddard to Ertz, but the two the two combined they only combined for four targets between the two of them. The other tight end Jack Stroll he he played for six snaps, so I mean it's irrelevant. 
I mean, these tight ends aren't even being targeted. So even with Ertz out, I mean, if, if Goddard got four targets, you're not going to be happy. He could probably ruin your week. So sure, um, sure. I mean, how many targets for a tight end? I mean, you're not going to get 19 like Derek Waller or uh, Darren Waller. Pardon me. No, I agree. I'm just I'm just leaving it out there that yeah. You, but typically, you can't a team with two tight ends that they're kind of spreading the ball right now, you'd expect between eight and ten over the two guys. Which so. is my point. He's not. I like. I you know. I'm retracting. I don't think. Goddard is that tight end one like we think he is with Ertz out. I mean, we talked four targets is not tight end one. Well, I guess oh, we'll so you're saying Philly Philly knows what he's talking about? Philly Philly might know a thing or two about Philly. Uh, our last player here, we got Jarvis going to IR. Um, mm, Tyrod, and, too. Hmm? Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor going to be out four weeks. Oh, I skipped Tyrod. We'll, we'll come back to Tyrod. So first we're going to start with Jarvis here. Jarvis is on IR. Um, I mean, looking at the numbers here, the Browns kind of just didn't throw the ball. <laughs> After Tyrod went out, um, we saw their leading receivers um, and Harrison Bryant and Austin Hooper. Bryant, 4 for 49. Hooper, 5 for 40. And then third string running back, Felton, 2 for 51. It was a beautiful touchdown. Uh, hopefully, Odell comes back. If OBJ he do- time. If Odell comes OBJ back next week, time. you might be looking at a sneaky receiver one. And he's he's actually poised to come back this week. He, it looks like he will be. Is yep. that so? He's okay, expected. So- and it's OBJ time. It's Fire that him up. season. Fire that boy up if you have him. If you can buy low, do it now. Find him, attack. I like it. And get on it soon. There isn't a receiver. I guess the big story is there's not a receiver on the waiver that I'm picking up uh, in replace of Jarvis and the Browns. I don't really see it in Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, if you have one of these tight ends, I mean, you don't like either of those lines from last week, but yeah, well, I guess we'll see from there. Who are you picking if you're. I'd, I'd go with Hooper if I was playing any of them. The problem is they they also have uh, Njoku. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just don't really know. I, I, I'm not playing either. I would probably pivot to someone else. If I had to pick between the two, I'd probably go with Bryant. Okay. Okay. And the boys, Cleveland does have some big shootout games coming up. After Chicago this week, they have Minnesota, then the Chargers, then Arizona. Those are going to be some high-scoring games. Uh, they're not going to be able to sit back and kind of run the ball and depend on those guys so they're going to need to throw the ball so um obj a couple of those other guys you never know um tight ends i am i'm with them i'm a little skeptical about hooper and njoku but if someone goes down there there's a lot there's a lot of targets between those two guys all right pooks pooks i'm sorry for skipping for skipping tarad i know you mispronounced his name in the first episode you want to make up for it let's hear your take on tarad uh, you know, I think it's just kind of an open discussion here. Brandon Cooks has been pretty darn good recently. Uh, but with Tyrod Taylor going down, and he's supposed to be out for the next four weeks, what do we think about rookie quarterback Davis Mills? Are we trusting him enough that we are willing to play Brandon Cooks? Because I don't really think there's a whole lot of fantasy implications uh, aside from that. I mean, are, maybe you're playing a Texans running back if you're really desperate. Other than that, Brandon Cooks is the only kind of guy we're going to talk about here. I think... I think you can probably still play him. I think he's going to be a wide receiver too, but I don't know if he's going to have the same upside with Taylor. He, it's worth noting that Cooks did catch a touchdown from that rookie this past uh, this past week. Maybe he could do it again. Uh, a big takeaways for me from this, I mean, one, I mean, it's, it's Mills Mafia. I mean, Mills Mafia. Fuck the Bills. It's all about Mills Mafia. <laughs> Cooks still got peppered with targets. I think you're probably still playing him if you have him. Um, you're not selling him because, you know, Tarad's going to be back eventually. Uh, besides that, you weren't playing any other receivers. Nico Collins actually got sent to IR, the only mm-hmm. other receiver even worth rostering. You could drop him. I, I'm not holding on to Nico. I think he's just a waste of a spot. 
We had Mark Ingram again dominating carries. Phillip Lindsay actually scored the touchdown. So the running back backfield is still just just an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. David Johnson is still involved. So I mean the Texans they're kind of just like an avoid for me. Like I'm not really playing any of these boys. And I do own Cooks in a couple of leagues and. I'm not scared. I'm not worried. I'm not selling high or low. Like he's just like a nothing guy for me. He's a flex if I need him. Mm-hmm. I really don't think he's much more than that. Yeah, it's kind of a hold out and wait and see. See how these guys connect with these new quarterbacks, and then kind of play it as you see. But it's not worth uh, kind of the long shot offer it. So if the Texans go one and sixteen, like what does that mean for the Jags? Like have we have we lost hope on the Jags? Like I mean I. I'm not calling Lawrence a bust, but like Pook's like, what is your thought if the if the Texans go one and seventeen? Like, what do you think of this season? There was a team last year that uh, won their first game and happened to lose every single one after that, and they happened to be in the same division. So, coincidence? It, uh, I think not. You know, I'm not. I will say, I'm not. I'm worried, but I'm not. I'm not worried. <laughs> Look, I, I know we're not going to be a playoff team. I know we're not going to be going to the Super Bowl this year or anything like that. What I want to see out of my team is I want to see us get better throughout the year. I want to see the offense start clicking. And I got to say, this last game, we may have lost to the Broncos, but we were actually doing pretty good. And if our if you know Josh Lambeau would have kicked those two field goals, if he would have made those, which were very makeable field goals. You know, he used to be just automatic, no problem. Something going on with him. He's stepping up to the stepping up to the, you know, the tee kind of looking like a ghost shaking up before he's even kicking the ball. I don't know what's going on with him. What? I think I think you you know, you kick those field goals, you're in the game, you you can get your run game going, you can have a little bit better success on offense. I think uh, I think I'm looking forward to seeing what we have this week. And I think Lawrence is just going to get better throughout the season. What what are your expe- expectations for Lawrence this season? What what would you like to see? What what's your expectation wins-wise and for him as a player? You know, I'd like to see him start clicking with the receivers more. I think uh, I think there's been a lot of drops, a little bit of miscommunication. I'd like to see that. Um, I don't want to say I want to see him rush running the ball because I'm not so concerned about that. Obviously, you want to keep a drive alive. You want to show that you kind of have like that it factor to you know, you know, push your team to go on. But as far as wins, I think wins aren't important right now. Wins aren't wins aren't as important. It's more important to see us doing better. I'd love to see four, five, six wins. I think that'd be that'd be a pretty good season. That'd be a good step in the right direction, except, as, as opposed to zero. I, I like it, and season. I think I, you know what? It's nice to see someone who's a true fan. You can support the team, and at the end of the day, I need you to never forget. You guys apologized before the Falcons did. And 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 wins don't matter. They they only matter when your wallet is getting depleted because you put all these bets on the Jags. And uh, they're I, not going to come through with it. I can't believe I like the expectation of four or five. And then wins. ripping on the Falcons for apologizing. It was an all time. <laughs> that was an all time where we apologize first for sucking. Suck it move. It was, I, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I like it. F- fuck the Falcons too. So suck it, Falcons. You guys suck. You apologize second. Suck it. Yeah. Suck fly, it. Fly away. Buzz off, <laughs> as they say. What's the over under when Urban leaves? And has some heart problems again. Mm. The mm. second that USC job is paying double. Books, <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to talk about waiver pickups. This is a big one for you this week. Let me hear what you got. So, yeah. Uh, I think the bigger pickups are probably going to be a wide receiver this week. Maybe a, probably quarterback as well. 
Uh, running backs uh, a little rough. So we'll start with wide receiver. And let's fire through these. For me, I think there's not a lot out there, so I think it's not worth spending a lot of time, but I'd love to let's just fire through who you think. And, and I love how excited Pooks is, even though he has no fab left. He <laughs> can't all even get him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but let's hear him. So top of my list is going to be Rondell Moore. He is looking like a serious weapon on this Cardinals offense. This past week, he went seven of eight targets for 114 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I will say he could be rostered in your league, but definitely go ahead and take a peek at him. And I'll also say he only played 49% of snaps last week. Given that's an increase from his week one snap count, that's still not that much. And to see this connection that he has with Kyler Murray on a limited snap count, limited target count, I think this guy... Go out and try and buy low before uh, he really starts taking off. He's already had two good weeks in a row. You know, he, I think he could be a serious threat. I think he could be a real problem for defenses because how, what are you going to do? You're going to guard Christian Kirk. You're going to guard D-Hop as well. So go out and get him. Uh, next one, K.J. Osborne of the Minnesota Vikings. He went five, for, five of six targets for 91 and a touchdown this week. Seven of nine for 76 yards last week. Looks like he's having a strong start to his rookie season. This week, he plays Seattle. We saw Russ cooking, throwing the ball downfield. Maybe we see another shootout. It seems like these Vikings have to pass the ball a lot. Only thing I'm concerned about this guy is, uh, you know, he's the third wide receiver on the depth chart. And, so, a, not, and a team that doesn't throw the ball a lot. They've had to throw the ball. They've had they, to because they're not playing. I mean, but the they don't that, want to. They don't want to, I guess. is a part, That's a better way to put it. They don't want to throw the ball a lot. Let's, I mean. Exactly. But it seems like they might have to against the Seahawks. So keep an eye on him. Uh, so we're going to move on to running back. If J.D. McKissick isn't rostered yet, go pick him up. This guy is absolutely worth a spot on your roster. He's got good involvement in the passing game. And if nothing else, he's great insurance in case something happens to Antonio Gibson. Uh, next one is going to be Michael Carter, 55% rostered of the New York Jets. Last week he went 11 carries, 59 yards. That's pretty good. You know, that's what, almost five yards a carry? Two or three this targets for 29. This is the only player on your list that I'm like, I'm still not playing a Jet, and I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think there are any numbers that could convince me to to play a Jet. I get it. I get it. But if he takes, think think about think yeah, about consider, my poor Jags. There's last not year. many workhorse backs in in the league, and to get any guy on any team, it doesn't matter if you're having the production and you're getting the snaps and the touches. You can find a way to make that turn mm-hmm. that into something. My poor Jags last year. James Robinson, top ten running back, argument over. Finally. Get Jeff Wilson Jr. in your I I spot if you have an IR spot on your roster. Because here's the thing. These San Francisco running backs, they are going down. They are. It happens every year. And this guy, when he comes back from injury, he has a chance to be the top dog in this backfield. It costs you nothing if you have an open spot on your IR. Just pick him up and put him right there. They're saying, so just first off, the irony of us talking about picking up a running back on the San Francisco 49ers who's on IR is just, like, hilarious because, like, He's already injured, but yes, Jeff Wilson is is the guy in, in San Fran when he's when he's like when he's healthy. Um, keep keep a note if you're putting him on your IR spot, you're probably gonna have to hold him till around week seven, maybe week eight. Uh, I think the 49ers when they have a bye in week six, so you're definitely probably not getting him before that. then. So, yeah. but yeah, and Kyle Shanahan likes him. He's already used him a lot in the past. So we're gonna move right on to quarterback. First guy we have is Danny Dimes, aka Lamar 2.0. You know, we always know that rushing quarterbacks are the top performers every year, and that's especially true if they can get in the end zone. Let's talk about Jones this past week. He ran one in, and not only that, he had another 50-60 yard run for a touchdown that got called back. If this guy keeps doing what he's doing, that little 
fake to uh, fake to Saquon Barkley, take it the other way, no problem. These defenses, they they're not adapting to it. You know, you know? Philly, Philly. He actually told me a stat earlier. He, he's on pace for a thousand yards. Thousand yard rusher out of a quarterback. How can you turn your nose at that? I know he's had problems in the past, but last week, 249 yards passing, one TD through the air, nine rushes for 95 yards and a touchdown. 95 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, well, yeah. And last week, Chandler Jones was on pace for 80 sacks. We all have <laughs> the if fans or buds. But I will say, I will say, Danny Dimes. He did have that bullshit. Uh, offensive holding called back on a 50-plus yard touchdown last week. And if that did go down, he would be the number two quarterback this week uh, going into the week. So if if you're desperate for quarterback, he's definitely a play. Um, I would be a little concerned about that offense once Barkley gets a little more acclimated and uh, they kind of turn to him a little more. But um, – you never know. He's running the ball. He's got some wheels. And, he's got uh, weapons. He also has. You weapons. just have to worry about him tripping once once he's once uh, he's out there. Those long runs. He oh. gets a little windy and he shoelaces come untied. Yeah, you got the ghost of Plaxico Burris is tripping him on the two yard. I will say he's quarterback four right now, and this week he gets to play the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think I need to say any more about Danny Dimes. Pick him up, play him. My next quarterback on the list, Derek Carr, currently sitting at QB eight. Let me tell you his passing totals for the last two weeks. In week one, he had 435 passing yards. That's crazy. And two TDs. He did throw a pick, but, you know, you want to get that one back. Week two, 382 passing yards and two TDs. I don't know how you can throw for nearly 400 yards two weeks in a row and not be on the on the radar for waiver wire pickups. Go get Derek Carr. I know he's, he may be injured right now. You got to hope that he's uh, going to um, – you know, turn out for the best. I'm not too worried about him, but that's going to be my number two quarterback pickup for the week. Yeah, and on, on top of that, on top oh, of that, on top of that, 400 yards average between the two games. Let's just say the two teams he played week one and week two were the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, two of the top five defenses in the league. So that might be something to say. Can, can you uh, do me a favor, Pooks? I just want to hear Raiders. And this week, the Raiders get to play the Dolphins. I love it. <laughs> we, honestly, the Raiders look good. Don't underestimate them. This is, don't forget, Carr, was, he was on the run for an MVP candidate. Three, two, three years ago? I think it was his first season in the league. But, I mean, he, uh, he, he has it in him. But it, it's been a minute. Gruden's a he's a QB guru. <laughs> we remember his show on ESPN. Old Chucky, I mean, he's known for it. Chucky can he's do it. He's still got a little bit in the tank. We'll see. All right, Pooh, give us your last guy here. Our last quarterback pickup this week is Old Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater. Sir, currently he is sitting at QB eleven. Week one he had two hundred sixty four passing yards for two TDs, nineteen rushing yards helps bring your baseline up too. Week two three hundred twenty eight passing yards and two TDs. That is not bad, Teddy. You're doing pretty good. And, uh, you know, this Broncos run game is not looking so great, so I think he'll have to continue to air it out. Pick him up, play him if you're desperate at QB, or if you just, you know, think it's a good matchup, which I think it is, go get him. So I want to move on to defenses to stream this week. The first one I have is the Raiders against Miami. I think that's going to be a good matchup. We don't know how healthy Tua is. He may be out. It's, it's Brissett. So oh, it's I mean, going to be Brissett. It's going to be Brissett back there. I agree with this one. Uh, 
I think it must. I mean, there's, there's no much more to say than you're playing a defense against a backup. So absolutely, I hate to I hate to put this one down here. It really it really pains me, but Cardinals versus us Jags. You know that that, that Z line versus your O line is gonna be. I'm sweating for you, Puka. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, we, you got Watts and Chandler. Again, put, putting on the list is it's enough. Gonna I'm, be I'm, not, I'm not I'm not gonna give any more arguments on that one. So next we have Broncos versus the Jets. Again, we saw Zach Wilson throw four picks last week. I think the Broncos are due for a field day. So after I, that, I think yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we talked about was Broncos versus Jets, and there clearly are some ghosts haunting these Jets quarterbacks. Not just Sam Darnold. Not it's not just Sam Darnold. Like there, like there are some ghosts out there. Zach Wilson's out there, like. Man, I know what Darnold was talking about. <laughs> These ghosts are crazy. <laughs> gonna call Pooks. <laughs> they did lose their left tackle, their yeah. first Mackie round Beckton. pick. Yeah, Beckton, big, big, big fucking loss. guy. Is it Mackie I mean, or that's a big. What did you say? I said Mackie. Say it one more time. Like, like Mackie, like Mecca, Mecca. Mackie? No, Mackay. Mackie Beckton. Mackay Beckton. Mackay Beckton. But yeah, I mean, they lost him. It's a big fucking guy to lose at left tackle. Um, Great they have ball. no run game. We've kind of seen it. Michael Carter, we're, we're almost skeptical of picking him up on waivers. And he's, the, he's the only back they have. All so. reasons to play the Broncos. Oh, I, will, I, would, I do want to say that Chubb is uh, looking like, I think he's out this week. So Bradley Chubb, mm. big, play, big player for the Broncos. So, I mean, you can still probably play them. Uh, one, more, one last topic I want to talk about before we get into the, uh, the recap of last week's games. I don't particularly like dropping someone after week two, just to preface it this. Um, but we're going to talk about some drop candidates. If you're really desperate or you like, if there's no one to pick up, don't be dropping them. That, that's really what I gotta say. But, I mean, we can talk about some drop candidates just real quickly. Um, give me what you got, Pooks. I disagree. I think, you know, depending on the player, depending on the circumstances, get those bums off your roster. you got to make some room to pick up the good guys. But it's week two. I mean, week two is early to call for – I guess, first of all, before we say that, we should probably talk about the spe- specific guy. Because mm-hmm. there are certain guys you paid up sure. for, and you can't just drop them because it is week two and you're going to hold on to them. There are other guys who you drafted in, like, you know, the 13th, 14th mm-hmm. round, and you're like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, those are the Send guys Send that you guy drop. to the trash. But, I mean, like... It's the flyers that you're dropping. Let's get to the list. Unless then, you and, unless you have Zeke, then then you might consider dropping Zeke. No <laughs> yeah, matter we, where you draft. We, we saw that Philly's Homer. Time. Philly's it, Homer, Philly, Philly here. Put I mean, Zeke Zeke's on the drop not, list. I, I mean, we, we should talk about this. We will. I'm but trading. Zeke, Zeke I'm trading as soon as possible. We're gonna Abort talk about it. we're gonna talk about it during the recap of the game, but Zeke is not the better running back on that team. Uh Pooks, give me your drop candidates after week two. Okay. First off we got Mike Gasicki. Two bad performances in a row. Uh, you know, maybe maybe bad quarterbacks, good tight ends. Maybe we see something with Brissett. I'm not I'm not holding my breath. I think drop him, try and take a shot on another tight end. Uh, second one I got is all of the Pats wide receivers. And here's why. Mac Jones is spreading the ball amongst these two wide receivers. He's, he's passing it for roughly 200, 250 yards a game. You gotta think some of that's going to the running back, some of that's going to the tight ends as well. There's simply not a big enough pie for any of these wide receivers to have any success. I'm not saying they're not gonna get lucky week in and week out. Maybe you'll have some, and maybe maybe a star will emerge. But right now, I'm not keeping any of these guys on my roster. It's not worth it when there's other people that have prospects to pick up. Uh, let me let me interject. We, 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 let, yeah, go let, let me interject real quick. And my thought about the Patriots is Mac Jones. We've been saying this about the Patriots for a long time: is that their quarterback is a system QB, and Mac Jones is probably one of the best system QBs as a rookie that we've ever seen. 
My my what I'm thinking is going to happen is they're going to open they're going to start opening up the playbook as the season goes on, and that's why I am not dropping Jacoby Myers or Nelson Aguilar because they are playing the majority of the snaps. They're going to get more targets. This isn't going to be a run heavy team as we've seen. I really think that Belichick is going to start just incorporating more plays as the weeks go on. I'm I'm on your side, but from a different angle. I'm big on matchups. I think matchups are huge. The flow of the game, the way kind of everything flows, the transition, it, it all depends. Kind of the first quarter, kind of the team they're playing. It, it it's a it's a big deterrent for some of these wide receivers when 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 the Dolph, I mean the uh, Patriots have played the Dolphins and the Jets, probably two uh, lower tier teams in the league. So when you're up 14 to seven or 14 to three, you you're going to run the ball. You're going to work that offense. clock. And on top of that, not only are you going to run the ball, you're going to run the ball efficiently because the defenses are terrible. So there's no time to pass. They have had no time. They've never been down 14 in in the first or second quarter where the third and fourth quarter are pure pass because they know they're down. There's never been that situation. So we haven't seen them in that desperate or that high-scoring game. So I'm not dropping any of these guys if, if, if you have them on your roster. I'm kind of holding tight, waiting for a couple of those shootout games and kind of see how this team uh, changes in those games. Because like, like Buck said, it's every game's not going to be all running. Eventually, they're going to have to pass. They're going to be more competitive. There's going to be high-scoring games, and they're going to have to kind of find those wide receivers. Good argument. Uh Belichick likes to run the ball later in the season more and more. Let's move on. So next drop candidate is KJ Hamler. So we you saw get that, you get that fact from Twitter. <laughs> nope, it's every year. So um, not well, with KJ Hamler. <laughs> uh, we saw Jerry Judy go down. So there's obviously a void of pass catchers to be filled in Bron- with the Broncos. Cortland Sutton looked awesome last week. He was just getting peppered with targets. Not only that, the second on the list is not KJ Hamler. It is Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick had a pretty good game. I'd like to see him do it again going forward, but I just can't see myself wanting to have the third best pass catcher. I just want, I just want to clarify. I'm sorry. You're saying drop KJ and keep and keep Tim Patrick. That's correct. Okay, correct. Okay. Uh, the next uh, person. Oh, sorry, before we continue, and I, I actually would like to agree with you on this one because I do believe that Noah Fant is just the guy who's gonna get, <laughs> is going to get more targets. Noah I mean, Fant is great. These do other not, receivers do, didn't do get not. more targets. They really it, it all went to Noah Fant. I mean, that's what happened. Don't think twice. Play Noah Fant. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. So the next uh, next guy is Ty Johnson, Jets running back. If he's still on your team, get him off. Come on. Uh, so then we have Jamichael Hasty. The other running back for the 49ers, he looked like he could have a seriously large role, but with a high ankle sprain, the injury timeline for that's typically four to six weeks. I can't see myself keeping that guy. There's too many on mouths to feed, and he's one of the smaller birds in the nest. Mm-hmm. He's 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 done. Drop him. And uh, Chell put Zeke on the drop candidates. We'll let him talk about this one. I know. I, 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 I said it now. I think it's worth dropping, if not trying to find someone to trade. <laughs> okay. We know okay. Pollard's a guy. Pollard's <laughs> offense is pure passing. So uh, I'm sorry for you guys that drafted. There was the a lot time. of hype on Zeke. And if you watch the game, there's one thing that you notice is that Pollard, not that Zeke played bad, but you did notice Pollard looked better and the team is more energized and plays better when Pollard is in. I don't think you can disagree with that statement. I don't know about the second part of that statement. I don't know if the team's more energized, but I think Pollard looked more explosive. I think Zeke's still going to be the grind it out between the tackles guy. I know I know. Buck and, and uh, Pooks are big waiver wire guys. They love dropping and adding every and any chance they get. But uh, Philly Philly is a homegrown guy. 
He likes the guys he drafted. He trusts them. He's not going to get desperate after two weeks. Uh, I've heard of uh, a Buck uh, last year happened to uh, drop Justin Jefferson week one or week two, thinking that he was a bust after the first couple weeks. And uh, I'm sure he's regretting that one. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it because you're – listen, you're rubbing it in my face for that. But you're speaking out of your ass. I just wanted to look last year. The person who had the most waiver claims was none other than Philly Philly in our home league. Mr. O, homegrown, has the most waiver ads and additions. Did we see that team? Did we see the amount of injuries I had? I'm just saying. But listen, you can rub it in all you want. And do you count defense? And do you include defense into that? Because, yeah, I probably waiver a defense every week. He picks up three defenses, drops two. But we're just talking, I'm not the guy that yeah, dropped I Justin know Jefferson. I dropped Justin. At least I drafted him. I knew he was going to. I knew he was going to. Oh, yeah, knew. you knew it. And you I got desperate. To you listen you, to me. Oh, I know you have little faith, pop. as they say. You saw Jeff Wilson Jr. on waivers. <laughs> and you were licking your lips like poops. Jeff look good. <laughs> Boys, I, I really want to move on uh, to the... Just some recaps from last week, mm-hmm. if that's okay with you both. So we're going to start here. Um, Cincinnati versus Chicago. This one hurt my betting lines because all of them included Cincy beating Chicago. They were the they were the underdogs here. Chicago wins 20-17. to 17. Joe Burrow, uh, I mean, he faced a good defense. He had two TDs thrown. He threw three picks. It didn't look pretty. The Bears' defense, honestly, I think might be better than we're um, giving him credit. I know they were really good a couple years ago, and they kind of fell off, but they're they're right back there. Joe Mixon, he looks to, again, be the workhorse back. We got 20 carries, 69 yards, no TDs. Kind of disappointing day, but you, if you're a manager of Mixon, you can be happy. He still is – no one else run, ran the ball. I mean, you could be happy. That's he, the guy. He's, and then he's, there's not many teams out there. Yeah, he's, Even the teams with a number one that you drafted in the first round, mm-hmm. more than likely 25 to 35% of the carry – or. Uh, snaps are going to another guy, if not two other guys. So, and on top of that, he, he you know he, he caught a pass. So I mean, you're happy. You got set, you got seven points out of him. You're not happy, but you're not sad. He he's the workhorse back. We got so this is where it gets interesting. So we've got Tyler Boyd, Higgins, and Chase all eating, right? So Boyd seven receptions for seventy three. Higgins six for sixty in a TD. Jamar Chase two for fifty four in a TD. And I want to share this stat about Jamar Chase real quick. He's the first player in NFL in, in the NFL since 1976 to record a TD and 40 yards in his first two starts. I mean, we were all hype on Justin Jefferson last year. Jamar Chase might be that guy. And I am not a Jamar Chase truther. I wasn't in the offseason, and I think I'm wrong because he looks good. If you watch his touchdown, I mean, he broke a tackle. It, it was a it was a nice touchdown. They're throwing the ball on this offense. and these, I mean, I, I don't have to say. Jamar Chase might be the, boy, might be the guy. Do, do I drop him? Do I find a guy on waiver for him? You don't uh, drop him. This is one, this was one of my guys. This was one of my sleepers. Everyone was hating on him two weeks ago because he couldn't find the laces of the ball. <laughs> Everyone was so it concerned. The, it was the white stripes. It was, it was the, the stripes. white stripes on the ball. Oh, that's the laces. No, 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 not the laces. In college, in college, they have the white stripes on the end. It's this, you know, the the. Maybe gotta go look, go Google an image of a college football. Understandable. <laughs> no, Regardless, tell me this: Is you Jamar Chase worried about high? him locating the ball? I was, I was going to go to that. What did you say, Pooks? Is Jamar Chase a sell high? I, I mean, last week four targets. You don't like to see that, but two for fifty-four and a touchdown—that's pretty great. You take the touchdown away, six point four fantasy points. You're not as happy. I think you, the other two guys are the sell highs because Jamar Chase has that connection with Joe Burrow. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And I think the season only gets better throughout the season. Did you not learn anything from Buck's mistake last year? <laughs> <laughs> do you do not get rid of a rookie guy that is doing well in the beginning of the season. He's only going to do they better. They only are going to do better. They normally start off shit. Yeah, we're going to talk about Justin. We're going to talk about, sorry, Jamar Chase like we talked about Justin Jefferson at the end of the season, I think. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about the other side of the ball real quick. Uh, Andy Dalton went out multiple times during this game. We saw Justin Fields come in. He didn't look good. 6 for 13, 60 yards, and, and a pick. Rushing, Fields at 31 yards, which is very promising. So, I mean, he's going to get better. He didn't know he was going to come in. I don't even think he's really going to be playing much this season. We know that Matt Nagy promised. He, I mean, he keeps promising. Is Dalton back this week? I, I'm not positive. It's I don't think he's going to rule out his questionable, but they promised Dalton the starting job, and they clearly don't give a fuck about winning games because they're going to keep starting him. Uh, Montgomery is clearly the guy. We have 20 carries for 61. You're not happy with the outcome, but I mean, I'm not worried about Damian Williams. He didn't do anything. If you have Allen Robinson, you're happy because he scored. You're not happy because he had two catches for 24 yards. Uh, if you're rostering Mooney, I think you keep rostering him. I'm not playing him until field starts, but six receptions for 66 yards is very promising. I like it a lot. I'd like to move on to the next game here. We've got Houston versus Cleveland. Cleveland wins. Um, the score makes it look closer than it was. Like we said, Terod went out. Uh, they had the backup Mills come in. Philly, Philly, let me hear your take on this. Not a very exciting game. As you heard, kind of a Jarvis went out. So I think that leaves uh, kind of a major role to be filled with the wide receiver and tight end group. Odell, right? Odell's coming back. This is his week. Um, I also think these tight ends are going to be an interesting play going forward. Um, Njoku and uh, Hopkit or Hooper uh, got kind of a combined share of nine targets last week, um, and that's in a low-scoring game against a Houston team that they were leading most of the game. So I think in some of these shootout games, um, it's going to be interesting to see who kind of prevails as the number one receiving tight end between Njoku and Hooper. I know Bryant, Hooper, and, Bryant, and Bryant and Bryant, but we don't need to worry about him too much. I'm not. Um, I mean, it's just I can't trust any of these tight ends. I mean, there's. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hoop, Hoop, Hooper got the the main the kind of the bulk they, of the touches week two. Joku got they, the they bulk. Paid week Hooper. One. Bryant's the new piece, and Joku's the most the most athletic. And together, that equals they all aren't. They all suck. Like that's what it is for me. I mean. Yeah. Until someone gets hurt, mm-hmm. until they're in a game where it's a shootout and all their weapons are OBJ and two tight ends, and OBJ is double covered, the wide receivers are getting covered one on one, and you got these tight ends against linebackers and safeties. So uh, Baker loves the tight end. He's always found a tight end. He's he's kind of uh, fell in love with, and Joku has always been a play when he was the number one. Hooper was a decent play last year, so. It'll be interesting interesting to see going forward. Um, Houston, Tyrod's out. I think Cooks is still a play no matter what. He's kind of a high-end wide receiver, too. Um, He's he's going to get all the touches in the world. They have no one else. Uh, Both both quarterbacks have kind of seemed to to find a liking to him. Tyrod had a high-production game with him week one. And the rookie quarterback found him for a TD in week two in the, the one half that they did play. So uh, it'll be interesting see, seeing them going forward. Let me, I'm looking at this right now. I, I, my eyes don't believe this. So let me just read you the receiving targets of every other receiver on the Texans beside Cooks. I'm not going to read all of them, but there is not a single 
player who did more than two catches. Cooks had nine. Second is David Johnson, and then there's six guys who had one. I mean, Cooks is clearly the guy. Cooks the guy. And Nico Collins. And they're, they're going to be down. They're going to be Collins, down. Most they're very games. promising rookie. Is injured. He's on IR. I mean, it's Cooks. Let me bring it back to the other side of the ball here, just real quick. So in Cleveland, with all these pass catchers injured, you know, Kareem Hunt had a bad game last game. He only had what uh, one target for three, or sorry, one catch for three yards, two yards, uh, and not so good on the ground. Do we think he's going to get more involved this next week in the passing game? Because that's what he usually excels in. I mean, I think I think Kareem Hunt is what Kareem Hunt is. He's TD dependent. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the production out of him, the yards or the touches to be productive without a touchdown every week. But he seems to find the end zone. They seem to love him in the red zone. So I think you kind of just keep riding that out. He's going to get you between 5 and 10 points without any touchdowns every week, no matter what. So... You kind of ride that train and, and hope he finds the end zone uh, once or twice every couple I weeks. I mean, for a guy you drafted as the backup running back, he had more carries than Nick Chubb. Just going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next game here. Uh, we got Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. The Rams uh, win 27-24. to Pooks? Yeah, uh, I just want to start this one off with, uh, holy crap, Cooper Cup. Again, bringing it this week. I can't believe it. Listen to this receiving yard here. So... Cooper Cup, nine receptions, 163 yards, and two touchdowns. I got to say, Cooper Cup, I don't even think that you need to sell high on him. I think he's going to keep it up. I think he's going to have a, you know, a great season. Him and Stafford seem to have a really good they connection. They eat breakfast together every morning. He makes him an egg, an egg bacon and Sammy, mm-hmm. and then Stafford makes him a little omelet. You know, like these, these two guys... Our best friends. They carpool to school together and take their kids. Cup <laughs> keeps those uh, keeps those eggs coming. I think uh, I think Stafford's going to keep the touchdowns coming. I'm a little bit more worried about Robert Woods. Uh, we'll see with that one. Um, Daryl Henderson. Let's just hope they don't they don't have a little riff going on. They <laughs> have a riff. little mid season rift. Uh, they might. Oh, a little best friend rift. Yeah, best when, they, when they break up, the Robert line. Woods, he's going to be there. We all know. We all know best friends cross the lines once in a while. Yeah. You don't want that to happen on a Saturday. The game's yeah. on a Sunday. Next thing you know, Woods is popping. Right? Don't get I mean, touchy with the wife at the little double date. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's definitely something to watch out for. I, I think uh, Daryl Henderson looked awesome in this game. Uh, he is dealing with a rib cartilage injury, so keep an eye on that one. If he's out, Sony Michelle is going to be a great play next week. Um, bringing it to the other side of the ball. When's oh, look, whoa. Whew. Sorry, choking on some water. So let's come back to that real quick. Daryl Henderson is dealing with an injury. Uh, we I've seen a handful of people dropping Sony Michelle because of how little they used him in the first week. Are, I mean, are we picking him up? Are we holding Sony? Are we worried about Henderson? Like, Pooks, give me just a little more than that. Absolutely. If someone in your league dropped Sony Michelle, go get him. A, He's going to get more integrated with the offense because he just got traded there. So the more integrated he gets, the more carries he's going to get. You know, I'm not saying he's going to take over the backfield, but it's in the realm of possibilities. 10 for 13, him versus Henderson. So he's already halfway there. Yeah. So not only that, if Henderson's out this week, you got to think Michelle's going to be a great play. You know, he was a good pass catcher in college. So I think uh, I think that's definitely something to 
pick him up off the waiver wires. Don't let this guy be sitting on your waivers when he pops off. You want him on your team. He could be the last starter left, right? I mean, he, he could be a, the full-blown workhorse this week, and he could be sitting on your waivers because someone said he only got two snaps last week. I mean, this is someone who just joined the team. We've seen what he can do in college. We've seen what he can do in the Patriots. I mean, he led them to a Super Bowl championship game. I mean, he, he was on that team. He, he carried them on off offensively. He could do it for the Rams. McVay knows McVay like seeked him out. I mean, I'm in on on uh, Sony. Absolutely, absolutely. Now bringing it to the other side of the ball, Carson Wentz had a good game. Three hundred and four, sorry, two hundred and forty-seven passing yards. Not so bad. One TD, one pick. You wish you get that one back. Uh, you know, the biggest beneficiary of that, not only Jack Doyle, but Michael Pittman had a great game. Eight receptions, 123 yards. You can't ask for a whole lot more out of a guy you just got off the waiver wire, which I did. Uh, so I I think you want to keep Pittman on your roster. You know, if Wentz plays this week, which I think he's dealing with an injury, correct? Two sprained ankles. Yeah, if, the, the the rare double sprained ankle. I thought you had to be fat and kind of old for that. I mean, I'm I'm fat and getting a little older, and I'm I've only sprained one. I've only sprained one. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. I mean, we played tennis of the week, Pooks, and. You had a little hurt back, but neither of us sprained one, let alone two ankles. So. Oh, I, I played through it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, for me, I mean, I, yes, these receivers are kind of eating. I mean, they're doing better than we thought. Pittman really ate. Pascal got another touchdown. That's three on the year. Doyle did really good. Molly Cox has been involved. The big story, though, is uh, Jacob Eason, right? Because once he's not, he might not play, people have been hype on Eason. He didn't look too good, right? I mean, he only played for a little bit. He, I mean, he only threw five passes and threw a pick. So he's not looking great. I'm worried about these pass catchers. We already know Hilton's out. If if Easton's in, I mean, if you if you're if you if you have a spot, you're holding on to these receivers, right? But you're not dropping them. Let's see how Easton does, right? Maybe he does better than he did in the preseason. He's a young guy. He was a rookie last year, so he's still new. He's still getting used to the system. So we'll see. Um, last week I saw Carson do a lot of Carson things, taking those sacks, kind of trying to do too much. Uh, Might have been why he uh, had those injuries, but. He's uh, technically, as of now, have a, has 11% of the snaps. We just need to get to 70% to get that first-round pick, boys. So we're on the way there. And last thought for me on this team, I mean, the Rams, I mean, I think these guys are Super Bowl contenders. Just personally, I think they look very good. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next game here. We've got uh, Buffalo at Miami. Wait, you say Rams, Super Bowl contenders? And you know we can talk about you're, it if you want to. Let's talk about on, it. You're on the coop. You're you're drinking that coop drink. The defense is nice. They got they got the a coop very juice. competent quarterback. And on the coop juice, the run the run game. You, you trust Daryl no, throughout the season. I, I don't into trust the Darryl, playoffs. but I trust McVay. Maybe not. I mean they're gonna make a run in the playoffs. You could I, could you agree on that or no? I, don't, I, don't I think, think they're so. contenders, Super Bowl I, champs. I don't think. I, I, I didn't say champs, but I could. I mean, they're contenders. I think they're contenders. I think they're contenders. I think we see them go on a playoff run. I think they'll make I playoffs. Think, I don't think there's no chance they make the the, the NFC championship game. I mean, no they're going to lose to the Packers again in the NFC. I mean, that's just how it works. Mm. Yeah. Not if the Saints play the Packers or, uh, first. <laughs> so right, moving on. Uh, let's to move Buffalo, on. Miami. Yeah, moving on to Buffalo, Miami. Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo just. I mean, they fucking shit stomped them. Yeah. Uh, holy crap! Thirty-five to nothing. Buffalo just wrecked these boys. They came, they came in town, and they said, "Nope, this is our town now." So Buffalo, uh, we had we had a really productive day out of the backfield for these Bills. I think uh, we had touchdowns from both running backs, if I'm not mistaken here. 
I guess we're, we're I guess we're no, moving on. No, we're not moving on. Sorry, we're not moving on. Let's talk about this game real quick. Pooks, I'd like I would like to hear specifically. I think for people listening, we know that the Dolphins' pass catches are kind of worrisome because we got Brissett in. We know that Josh Allen is great. We know Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs is a play. We know that you could probably keep Gabriel Davis and Emmanuel Sanders on your on your bench. Mm-hmm. Let's hear about the backfield real quick from these two teams. Let me hear about yeah, Singletary. Let me hear about Gaskin, and let me hear about Moss. Yeah, so Singletary is still probably the back that you want to own out of the Buffalo backfield. Uh, I'd prefer him to Zach Moss. Uh, on the Miami side of the ball, uh, I think Gaskin's still uh, very much in play, especially in a PPR league. We see him integrated in the passing game, so I'm not too worried about them about him there. Um, you know, if you can find a running back that gets you 10 points a week, you're going to play him. You may not be happy if you're not getting 15, 20 points, but he's not going to goose you. I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy that's really going to you know shit the bet on you. I think this is one of the worst games of the season for the Dolphins. I mean, you're talking about Gaskin at 25 yards rushing, and he led that team in rushing. So I, I agree with that. I think you, you keep playing him. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next game here. Philly, let me hear about, uh, real quick, let me just hear about the Patriots and uh, the Jets. Uh, not too exciting game. Um, if you need a highlight to watch, definitely go back and watch the Damian Harris rushing TD. Kind of gave me, reminded me a little bit of the the Lynch hold my nuts run. Uh, kind of <laughs> took on four defenders. That was beast mode. He went full four beast defenders mode. Defenders at the goal line, kind of manhandled those. So that was kind of exciting to see. Uh, James White, I think, is an interesting play in a full PPR league. We've seen that he's the he's the pass catcher. On that team, I know Pooks talked about it earlier with the Pats wide receivers. That's Eleven points. That's nothing to shake your nose at, right there. Yeah, I mean. he had six, six, six targets, six receptions for forty-five yards. He had the most targets on the team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see full PPR. That's a guy to kind of find as a plug and play once bye weeks start coming. Um, and then I know the boys were were hype on the Michael Carter train earlier with the waiver wire pickup, but. I would just like to say, consider Ty Johnson had more carries than than uh, Michael Carter week one. He outcarried him twelve to eleven with Telvin Coleman also getting five carries as well. So it still is a uh, kind of split backfield on top of them being a terrible run offense in general. So the Jets are gonna jet. The, I mean, the, I I mean, would, the Jets would, are gonna I jet. I would stay away from from this uh, backfield. Are you, are you still playing Corey Davis or how are you feeling? Corey Davis is the guy. I think last week they kind of uh, keyed in on him. Belichick's known for kind of taking away one or two players and, and forcing the offense to kind of find other guys. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, they had the guy, uh, Barados or whatever. Oh, uh, Braxton Barrios. Yeah. He, he had seven catches last week. So That's they kinda, a pretty player they right forced there. that <laughs> forced that on him. But I think Davis is the number one. He's the only guy and. And 90% of the games, uh, Jess will be down. Probably uh, 99. But Next up, we got, I mean, I think this is under my name just because Philly didn't, couldn't stand talking about it. I mean, I'm happy to do it. We got San Francisco at Philly. San Fran wins 17-11. Honestly, I, this looked like a game that, that Philly could take. Philly was, they were, they were right there. I mean, the Eagles had them. I think, I mean, this for me, this, this show, I think Philly was underrated. I still think that San Fran is a little overrated. Um We've got Garoppolo played very competent. He did good. He, you know, 22 for 30, 189 and a TD. Uh, Debo Samuel continues to eat. Six for 93. 
Kittle is underperforming as always. I mean, just these last two weeks have not been good. Um, I think the big story on the 49ers side is the running backs. We've talked about it. I mean, we've beaten this horse to death. Um, we're all very concerned about this backfield. Pook is a little more excited about Eliza Mitchell than the rest of us. But, I mean, if you need to throw a dart, I mean, it's San Fran. You could pick one. Just do it. Uh, on the Eagles side, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he it continues to light it up. Um, he, he can rush the ball. He can throw the ball. He's going to be easily, I think, in the top eight quarterbacks this year. You probably drafted him late. Um, we love rushing quarterbacks. He had a he had a rushing TD. Sorry, he was ten carries for eighty two yards and a TD. Leading rusher. He was the leading rusher on the team. Yep, he was. And we got uh, Miles Sanders, not a workhorse back, but he continues to get you some yardage. He continues to get some some pass catching. He has the pass catching abilities. Gainwell is a sneaky guy. I mean, if he's available, you're picking him up. I really like Gainwell. I picked him up in a couple leagues. Um, I know Philly has. I mean, I'm, I mean, he's well, he's a cousin of one of the O linemen, right? Is that yeah? No, Fletcher Cox. That's uh, Gainwell is Fletcher Cox's cousin. Um, there was two big losses for Philly this week. Uh, Brandon Brooks and Brandon Graham were both placed on IR. Uh, Brandon Graham is out for the season with a torn ACL. This is brutal. Bad luck um, for the bad so, luck for the Eagles. So not good for the Brandos in Philly today. I don't even uh, really Brandon know Brooks. Me. He has a strained pec. Not a, not a torn, so he will be back um, later in the season. But this is not good for the run run offense in general. Um, I, I'm on the opposite side of kind of the the coin from these guys with Gainwell. I think it's kind of once you kind of get a flashy new toy, you, you get this him. guy that kind of reminds them of Sproles and they overuse him and use him in all these crazy packages the first couple weeks. I think it's going to be more of the booby show going forward. Um, I think it's kind of it's going to play out where booby's going to be more of the workhorse. Gainwell is going to be more of a, it's going to come a down utility a player. It's going to come down to talent, is what you're saying. And I think Miles Sanders is just, he's going to show why he was drafted as high as he was and why he's the starter. Yeah. And hold tight to him because he he's put up consistent weeks both weeks without scoring a touchdown either week. So you add a touchdown to to either of those weeks, it's a great week for him. So. Hold tight. There's not many running backs out there that are getting the touches that he is. I'm looking at the stat line for the receiving uh, the receivers, and I, I Devontae's the boy. Well, no, no, I I actually can't leave. Like, um, is this is someone think something missing here? Not a single receiver on the Eagles had more than two catches. How many targets did Devontae have? Was <laughs> uh, Quez two for one seventeen? I mean, this is Deshaun Jackson. No, he had a ninety-one yard catch. Deshaun Jackson two point oh. How many targets did Devonte have? Uh, I, I don't know the targets. Have you seven. Can, do you have seven? Yes. So there's guys they're, getting they're targets, trying. and they're they're trying their best. I we talked about this to death already with the tight ends. Um, I'm just gonna move on to the next game here. Let's go to Philly. Philly. Tell me about the Raiders versus Pittsburgh. Steelers. Raiders versus Pittsburgh. Look at the Raiders. As Pook say, the Raiders. Raiders. That's not Pook. That's Boomer. Look at Gruden. Raiders. Gruden's out there. Um, I've got to be a little more optimistic about my boy Josh Jacobs. Everyone keeps giving me the old turf toe. Here comes so the turf they're toe. They're saying he's not going to play this week. That's that's from Gruden. Gruden said it's not looking good. Per se. Per se. That, that, <laughs> per se. Gruden, Gruden's known coach to talk. lie. Co- coach talk. Gruden, coach coaches talk. in general are known to lie. They want to get the other opposing team to start game planning for Drake, and they come out with the, the power back and just run it all over him. But 
This is a guy that people probably got fifth, sixth, maybe seventh round, later guy. So um, don't don't panic. Don't say that he's gonna uh, all of a sudden Drake's gonna be the guy, or, or don't consider this guy out multiple weeks. I would I'd play it as a, a week to week. Uh, maybe he's out this week, maybe the next week, but I w- I wouldn't consider it more than that. And this is a guy that had two TDs week one. They know he's the red zone guy. He's known for getting those carries and, and being that workhorse with the TDs. So um, Drake Drake wasn't efficient last I, week. I want to hear about so I want I want to hear about uh, next week if Jacobs isn't playing because so Peyton Barber led the team in rushes. I mean does yeah, that... I'm not I'm not I am not a Drake guy. I, I saw what Drake did last week. Uh, he don't, you don't like their revenge game. You don't I you do don't care about like revenge it. game. I'm not high on that. We saw what Jamal did last week. We thought Jamal was going to have a huge week against a Green in Bay. A, in a full PPR, Drake did have nine points. Or sorry, that doesn't even yeah, nine attended depending on your scoring. But I mean, he had forty six yards, five receptions. Right? I mean, yeah, the receptions are going to be there, obviously, but it depends on your lineup. It all depends on your lineup. It depends how. Yeah, I would consider him as a, a, a RB2, but it depends on the team. There's a lot of other running backs out there that I would consider more valuable, and you're not depending on those touches out of the backfield and the TD dependent. Um, Let me hear about some of these receivers. So between Ruggs and Edwards, I mean, Ruggs, five receptions for 113 and a TD. Edwards was three for 40. Um, I mean, we do know. You like him? We, you know Derek we, Carr's throwing the we ball. Know the guy, we know the guy is Waller. We know the main workhorse in that wide receiver slash tight end core is Waller. They're going to give the targets to him. But I think Ruggs is a sneaky play, especially in a, a two-flex or a, a larger 12- to 16-team league. Uh, Ruggs is an interesting play. He's going, to get, he's going to get those 50-plus yard TDs and they're looking uh, for once it. every three games. They're looking and, for and he's getting the targets. They don't have, they don't have much... Uh, coming from a wide receiver core they have those three guys they have renfro but like we what like uh pooks talked about earlier Derek carr is averaging 400 yards passing a game um and you those aren't those aren't too high power too stout defenses so uh it'll be interesting to see against miami this week um and some of these uh and, and the Raiders did this to the Steelers. I don't know if we can forget that. They did this to probably, I mean, arguably. Top three. Top three. Top half of the league, at least. Well, for oh. Sure, oh, of course. But top, I'm saying top, top three. three. Yeah. Besides the Bucks, Tampa I, Bay, yeah. Bucks, what, in San Fran and Pats the Steelers? Pats are up there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, sure. Washington, so, I think you arguably top three. I mean, the Raiders, I think, are a sneaky, sneaky team. Let me hear about the other side of the ball. Here, here's my thing with these, with these Raiders pass catchers. I'm just going to interject here. Okay. You know, there's there's Brian Edwards and we have Henry Ruggs. I think we're going to have every other week it's going to be one or the other. I don't know that you're necessarily going to know which time to play the right pass catcher. Renfro is obviously the safest floor. But when you have that kind of a target, you need a little, little boomer bust in your lineup. Fire these guys up. All right, next we got New Orleans at Carolina. Um, the Saints came off an exciting wins against Green Bay. I think they were a little too hyped on the train um, and we're a little too confident in our man uh, Mr. Winston he had he was 11 for 22 111 yards and two interceptions um, I was worried about this week one after we saw that five TD game 
and he still only had 140, 150 yards passing. This offense has no wide receivers. Until Michael Thomas comes back, this this uh, receiving core and this pass uh, passing offense is terrible. They're dependent on Kamara, and we kind of saw this week, Carolina kind of sold out on the run, uh, stopped Kamara and forced them to kind of pass the ball, and uh, Jameis was nowhere to be found. Um, Carolina kind of stomped them. It was, it's pretty sad to see and uh, a little excited on the other end. Because Dar- you got I mean, Darnold. He's a, Darnold he is escaped the black hole the, of Adam Gase. The, the boys are hyped. When you have the best safety net ever with with McCaffrey, the best you can dunk off at any point and know that this guy is going to get you 5 to 10 yards um, every catch. So there's nothing better than that. And, and he's... he's uh, He's back with his boy Robbie Anderson. And I, they found the, they found it week one. The big takeaway for me in this game is that I think Robbie, if you could sell him, he should. I mean, he got one catch for fifty eight yards in the first game. I mean, now we're looking at the second game. He's got three catches for thirty eight, no TDs. I mean, Robbie, I think, is the odd man. Not that he's not good, he's the odd man left out for me. He, uh, he McCaffrey's he eating did, up his targets. He did have six he did have six targets. He is gonna be that boomer bust guy, just like uh Ruggs. He's, you're going to be dependent on that long touchdown. But like we saw week one, that connection with him and Darnold is there. And so um, I wouldn't undervalue that. I, I think he's a speedy guy. And, um, yeah, they're up the whole game. So obviously they're going to kind of do those short plays, kind of run McCaffrey, ran 33 times uh, through the, the two running backs. So um, they were up most of the game. So The offense is going through CMC. We all know that. Um, I'd like to move on to the next game here. We've already talked about the Denver team. We've already talked about the Jags, but Pooks, let me just hear your thoughts on this game real quick. So Denver wins 23-13. to 13. Um, Give me your take. Yeah, less than 100 yard rushing for these Denver Broncos. I'm worried. I'm probably not looking to play either of these running backs unless I need to. Uh, Cortland Sutton's obviously the number one receiver here. So if you're playing a Broncos pass catcher, you're going with him. I... I'm worried about James Robinson, but he's looking like he's going to get possibly better and better as the season goes along. Better this week than he did last week. Uh, out of the pass catchers, it's unfortunate to see that Chenault got injured. He was kind of like that manufactured touch PPR guy. With him out of the picture, I think Marvin Jones is going to be the pass catcher you want. I think he's in play. Unfortunately, my Jags are down more often than not, so we're going to have to throw the ball. So that's going to be Marvin Jones. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Trevor Lawrence, see if he's going to be uh, a weekly play. And we already talked about Bridgewater as uh, as a weekly pickup. So I want to move along here to the Minnesota-Arizona game. And holy crap. Man, you don't have much to talk about the Jags. Oh, I can talk about the Jags all day. but we <laughs> No, got, no, we've we already heard it. I, I like your takes on the Jags. Listen, it's not about winning this year. It's just about showing that you're, you're capable for next year. Yeah, so mo- moving right along here, sir. <laughs> To this uh, Minnesota Arizona game, um, Kyler proved me wrong. Kirk Cousins had a pretty good game. So did Kyler. Honestly, Kyler. On, I'm telling you, Kyler is winning. And who who picked Kyler? For I picked MVP? Kyler. Oh, for Kyler MVP. is going. I wish I had the second one. 34-33. The Arizonas beat the Vikings. Kyler is doing amazing things back there. I never seen a guy run that that far along in the pocket and then find. Uh, he looks like Vic. Tell me, he doesn't look like Vic out there. I mean, this guy he looks is, like a smaller Vic. <laughs> he looks like a little miniature Vic running circles, throwing dimes. Like this guy is 
I'm I'm wait I'm worried about him turning that corner and getting smacked hitting that and spin, getting smacked in that spin route and, or hitting that spin move. Next thing you know, someone's right in his face. And then he ducks under him. Mm. Little juke. We'll see. <laughs> so, on on the Minnesota ball, side of the ball for rushing, Dalvin Cook had a great game. Twenty-two carries, one hundred and thirty-nine, thirty-one yards for six yards a carry. Nothing to shake your head at there. Um, I think I want what I want to hear about from this offense. This, this Arizona offense because we kind of know who we're playing, right? We know the boys. Um, we better talk about that backfield in depth. Let me hear about Rondell Moore. Uh, I mean, look, look what he did. He, what he did, seven for one fourteen in a TD. So what do you think? Oh, we him? talked about him on waivers. I told him. I told you he was my top waiver ad this week. Played less than fifty percent of the snaps and still had seven receptions for one hundred and fourteen yards. Go get that guy. They're going to pass the ball a lot. Uh, I, you know, I think Christian Kirk's a fine play. You're going to play D Hop no matter what. AJ Green, I'm not comfortable playing him. You're dropping AJ Green if you have him. I think. What about this backfield? This backfield, Chase Edmonds, the between the twenties guy. I think you know he's going to be your safer play. Has anything changed from the backfield from what we talked about last? Week, not right? really. James Conner is going to be your touchdown guy. The best, the best rusher is still pretty much Kyler Murray. So let me hear about the Vikings. The Vikings, obviously, the backfield. It's going to be Dalvin Cook show unless he gets injured, in which case Madison becomes which, a so clear Dalvin Cook, RB1. Let's, I think we should briefly talk about Dalvin Cook. Briefly talk about this. Dalvin Cook did go down for a second, and if you're a Cook owner, you're kind of scared because he probably drafted him second overall. And if you don't have Madison, for me, I, I mean, this is a wake up call. Go get him. Yeah, so I'm a Dalvin Cook owner, and I have Madison in the league as well. I know a lot of people like they want to draft for upside. For me, I'm putting that kind of money, or that kind of draft capital into a top uh, running back like Dalvin Cook. I want to have my handcuff just in case. That's kind of the way I, I approach the situation. But he had a sprained ankle. He went down for uh, for a couple of plays. Then he came right That's back fine. in. But it's playing. a wake-up call nonetheless. I think we should – the receivers real quick. I mean, Adam Thielen, Justice Jefferson, they're the guy. I think Thielen's a little better. K.J. Osborne. We're led talking about K.J. Led, I think, I think the team Thielen's a little better than we, than we thought he was. We kind of wrote him off. But yes. Osborne, is he a guy – I mean, I know you talk about him waivers. So let me hear about K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne, you know, he's a guy that you could see the target share continue to go up on. He is the third the third guy in the pecking order, but he's a rookie. I'm sorry, he's not a rookie. He's a second-year player, and you like to see a second-year player start to take this kind of uh, this kind of step forward. Uh, you know, especially if, if you have to focus in on Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, then you got K.J. Osborne running around too. It could just be the fact that, you know, the worst defenders on him, he's going to get the the benefit of that. Yeah. A couple things I want to highlight real quick. Uh, I will say Rondell Moore did catch a long 77-yard touchdown, so that does play a lot Excuse, into the— Excuse Oh, he had, a, he had a second 60-yard bomb get called back. No. Understandable, but I'm just saying that it does skew the stats. One catch kind of, if you take that out of the equation, uh, the numbers don't look the same. But there's a couple guys I want to highlight uh, that you didn't talk about. Max Williams. The tight end for the Cardinals had seven targets, seven catches for 94 yards. The Cardinals um, have a tight end you could play. Is that this what you're is a high-powered offense. This That's is a point. pass offense, and there might be a tight end out there for you to steal um, that no one's kind of kind of looking at right now. Seven targets is a lot. He had over 75% of the snaps. So he is out there. He's most the guy. Of the time. There's not. A, I mean, if he's there's the guy, a, there's I another. Mean, there's another guy, but he only had 19 of the 61. And we know the tight end position. Uh, Dan Arnold. That's a that desert. It? No, no. Dan Arnold. Daryl. Daniel. 
Daryl Daniels. Dar- Dan Arnold is no longer on the Cardinals, but okay. that tight end position is a desert wasteland. So I actually didn't realize that Max said that well. So yeah, and and on top of that, I, I would say I know Connor will will steal. He will snipe some TDs uh, from Chase Edmonds, but Chase Edmonds is the guy. Uh, Chase Men Edmonds outsnapped him thirty nine to twenty four. Uh, Edmonds ran 26 routes compared to 11 routes from James Conner and had five targets uh, compared to zero targets for James Conner. So full PPR, Edmonds is your guy. He might be a buy-low guy in this high-powered offense. Uh, He hasn't scored a TD yet, so once those start uh, trickling in, uh, it could be a guy to play. I like it. I love buying low on a guy. Uh, Philly, let me hear about the Atlanta Falcons versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, my boy Calvin Ridley. He was the steal of the year last year, and, and now he's kind of falling by the wayside. I know he did get a touchdown last week. Is that him, or is this just like this offense? Like They suck. The coach doesn't know what they're doing. I think it's a combination of both. I think they, they're excited about Kyle Pitts, and they've been trying to get him the ball. Um, they definitely have this – Interesting uh, two running back backfield with Cordell and uh, Mike Davis. And and both of those guys are pass-catching running backs um, to begin with. Neither of those guys are pure running backs. So they're they're averaging between 10 and 15 carry or uh, catches, targets between the two. It was five to Patterson. Uh, We're looking at uh, seventh Davis and like I, I just interject. I mean, so that's that's twelve. I think it's an even 50-50 split to be on. I mean, it looks so nine rushes for Davis to seven for Patterson. But uh, yards, yardage Davis at thirty eight to Patterson eleven. But that's gonna. I think that's a variable each week. <laughs> seven carries for eleven yards. But I think the greater point is nine it, carries. I mean, I don't know if you agree completely, but is it a 50-50 split? Because I think that's kind of what we're seeing here. It's to me, it, it seems like a fifty fifty split. I think we're seeing a 50-50 split right now. But once the production kind of plays in and these guys look at the tape and they see Cordell seven carries for 11 yards and uh, I think six or seven of those yards were on one play for the touchdown. Yeah, I believe so it. he's averaging six carries for, for two or three yards. So once that kind of plays out over the weeks, uh, I think Mike Davis is kind of going to take over. So I, I think I've got just like two questions Based off of like just just based off this backfield or for this backfield is one. Are you comfortable playing either of these backs? I think Mike Davis is going to be the better rusher. Cordell Patterson, he's obviously going to he has a much better receiving line than Mike Davis does. Are you comfortable playing either of these backs? I'm not comfortable playing either of them. I would like to roster sit them, on. drop I, I, them, I roster, sell roster them, roster them, sit on them. If you had to play them. In a Sell them, drop them. Like, what do you? Like? I'd rather play Cordero Patterson if if it's me, just because I think he could take has a better chance of taking one to the crib off a pass. Uh, Mike Davis, I really don't know how you play Mike Davis, man. Uh, Cordero Patterson's the one I'm more excited about that he could take over the backfield. More excited on seven carries for eleven yards. That's I, what you're excited on. I, five, I don't, five receptions for fifty-eight yards. I don't. Mike think, Davis had just as much. I, I don't. Mike think, Davis seven for twenty-five. Guys, guys, guys. Three yards a catch as okay, opposed to you're arguing about people eleven and a 30, half. Look at the rushing. These people have thirty. Yeah, one, one yard per what, carry. Just what I said. One yard rushing per versus carry. receiving. Cordero Patterson's the better receiver, and we all know a reception is worth way more than yeah. a rush. Okay, so we both agree. That seven we're, we're seven arguing, catches. Guys, we're five. arguing about two seven mediocre catches. players, okay? 
All I want to know is, is are you comfortable I'm playing? playing in a full You're PBR. comfortable playing. I'm, I'm playing Davis in my flex. I, I'm knowing consistently that he's going to get you 7 to 10 points without a touchdown, no matter what. You, you can't say so that for many wide receivers. You're on the Davis side, and you're on the Cordero side. Is that what I just... But did I hear that? Is that... I, I'm not you playing have, either of them. If you have I'm not da- playing either. But you're if, on the Cordero side. I'm more excited ha- about having him on my team. If you have Davis and Cordell on your team, who are you playing? If I have both of them on my team right now... <sighs> That's all I need to hear. <laughs> so you're not playing Cordell. I'm not playing either. <laughs> yeah. I'm not playing either. <laughs> you're playing Davis over Cordell. That's all I need to hear. Who do I have we'll better prospects? Who, who do I have better right, prospects? Right, guys, next time. Time. I want to move on. I'd like to move on. Let me hear about some of his pass catchers. Kyle Pitts led the team in receiving, Chell. All right. That's what I said. They're trying to he find that, that guy. He, he is quick. That man is quick. He's a wide receiver by trait. So um, that's another guy. I, I've submitted a couple trades in our leagues. Uh, trying to buy low on Pitts. I think that this guy, in this high-powered offense, their defense is trash, so they're going to be down. They're going to be kind of a, one of these teams where, where Jets, Jags, they're, they're, they're coming from behind. They're, they're competing gonna be, for they're last. Get, they're competing for last They're going to get passing yards. They're going to have plenty. It's too early to talk about the Packers. Plenty yeah, of receptions. It is too early to talk about the Packers. Philly, let me hear about, uh, about the Bucks side real quick. We talked about them in depth last week. Um, I want to hear about these receivers. The, the receivers confuse. This is back Confusing. to my back to my point earlier. These trio wide receiver sets are a mystery to be found. Week one, it was the Antonio Brown and uh, Antonio Godwin Brown show, show with yeah. a little uh, little Gronk, Gronk sprinkled in, a little splash of Gronk for two TDs, and then the next week, AB is nowhere to be found. And there's one thing about a good recipe is you can't leave out the key ingredient, which again was. Gronk for two TDs. Both weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, so You're playing all of them two-thirds of the I time you'll be I think this right. wide receiver core, Godwin is the only guy I'm comfortable with on a week-to-week basis. I think Mike, Mike Evans is a sell-high right now and just try and get anything you can for him because I think he's going to be a either 25 points and then the next week he's going to have two points. And, and would that make AB a, a buy-low? I'm I'm not one, sold. I'm not one sold for seventeen. I'm not sold on AB. I've actually tried to ship him off in a couple of leagues mm-hmm. and oh, you get rid of him now, because um, you never give me good offers. You okay. try and so scheme anyone. Tom Brady's gonna have his pick of pass catchers. I think you're not gonna know which one to start, but two thirds of the time you're gonna be right. Two of them are gonna have a good game pretty much every game. You know you're just gonna have to gut gut it and take a bad game every now and then to get two thirds of your time. Being good games. Yeah, and I think that's a good wrap up here. We know that Brady's just he's just been eating. He's showing no signs of aging. We like we said this last week, this backfield is a fucking hot mess. I mean, I'm not playing any of them. Stay away. The coach is a liar. Rojo was not the starter. I mean <laughs> you killer you clearly can't believe him. So I mean it is what it is. We know we know we know about the about the Bucks. Philly, let me hear about this Cowgirls Chargers game. Well, I don't need to say much. Cowgirls got away with one. They definitely one. got away with one. That um, looked like shit. I think the key takeaway from this one that I'm taking is I'm a little skeptical of Herbert. I don't know how the expectations uh, of Herbert are pretty high right now, and I, I really haven't seen it. Um, there's been a couple disappointing weeks, actually, from Keenan Allen as well and Eckler. Um, they're not producing where you wanted them to be. 
Um, I think kind of this. Let me introduce. Let me introduce. Eckler actually uh, he he only carried for nine. He only carried nine times. There was a high throwing game for the Chargers. Fifty-four yards rushing. Eckler had nine catches for sixty-one yards. I mean, he didn't win your win you your week, but he for sure as hell. He caught every week. single target that went his way. Nine. The, for they're nine. all dump offs. That's to yeah, be expected. All four or it's five all yards. it's all dump offs. But my point is, he didn't lose your week. He didn't win your week. I mean, he what is that? Nine catches for sixty-one yards and a full PPR. I mean, that's. 115 yards all purpose, no problem. Eckler's known for finding the end zone. I mean, he's kind of that gadget player, and you think with all the TDs they've been getting that he would find his way to uh, into one, but it seems like it's been the Mike Williams show. Maybe so, a little positive aggression it, coming? It's no, Or a little hamstring tightness? Yeah, one, oh, one of the two. It's, it's, it's been the Mike Williams show from here, but I don't think we can just say – Keenan Allen's been bad. I mean, I know we only had four catches last week, but we talked about 108 yards. That's no problem right there. I mean, that that's that's a solid week. And he's not the receiver one you drafted, but he's not. I mean, he's compared, started. I compared mean, to Mike Williams, though. I mean, Yeah, you're disappointed Mike, if you didn't draft Mike Williams. Because yeah. you drafted Keenan, you definitely didn't draft Mike. And for me, I didn't get Keenan in most leagues, and I only got Mike in one. So I didn't get either. But, I mean... I, I'm mad if I didn't get Mike because you could have probably got him. What is he going in like the sixth, seventh round, and maybe even eighth, depending on your league? Yeah. Yeah. And he's producing more than Keenan right now. Let's move and back he, to the Cowgirls. We got to talk about the guy in targets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Cowgirls. We got to talk. We got to talk about the Cowgirls. Let me hear. Let me hear about Tony Pollard. Let, let me let, hear about let, Ezekiel. No, Lennon. first I want to hear from the guy that drafted uh, Zeke over Derrick Henry in our league. <laughs> this guy. He, are, he are you panicking? Up Henry, the number one running back in fantasy, and this was the same guy last week. So three last other, three last other week, guys last that, uh, week, passed him up first. Last week, mm-hmm. first quarter, I think it was the end of the first quarter. Pooks looked to all of us and said, "I'm panicking on <laughs> Zeke Elliott." That's not even within that's not within even ten to fifteen minutes later. Zeke scores a one-yard touchdown. And he's back in. And he's ready. He he's says, back in. I'm not panicking <laughs> <You know>? anymore. <laughs> sometimes, the, sometimes the tilt can be uh, can be real. And sometimes you got to throw a little reverse jinx out there. you got to throw a little reverse jinx out there to get the to get the odds back in your favor. It's like speaking something into existence to make it not happen. So it's like, I'm going to tell you, Zeke's not going to score this game. And then he scores. It's because I said he wouldn't. It's a reverse jinx. Let me let me let me talk about this backfield real quick. So we got Tony Pollard, thirteen carries for one hundred nine and a TD. Ezekiel Elliott, sixteen carries for seventy one yards and a TD. For me, that tells me it's a split backfield. It's not the Zeke show. When you watch the game, I said it earlier. Tony Pollard looks like the better back. Zeke is clearly not dead and done or forgotten. Zeke He's had a good a, game. He had a good game, but but Pollard is looking very good. And more importantly than both these backs, I think. The Cowgirls, they've realized that they have two very good running backs, mm-hmm. and they don't have to be throwing the ball as much as they thought they would. Pollard's going to keep getting carries. And that's why Dak Prescott is moving down on my board. I don't think that he's going to have these crazy weeks like we thought he would, like he did in week one when he had to throw the ball. You're looking at C.D. Lamb, who had eight catches for 81 yards, and beside that, there wasn't much else. Blake Jarwin, three catches. Tony Pollard, three catches. Zeke, Amari, two catches. Amari was injured during the game. Um, he's questionable for this week. It's a little scary for me. If he goes down, C.D. Lamb is. A, I mean, he's. You're talking about a guy who could be number one receiver of the week next week. And I, I, th- I think, I think the Cowgirls are kind of exploring their options. They got this young guy in Pollard, probably paying him pretty cheap compared to Zeke, and they're kind of seeing what the production they can get out of this guy uh, moving forward. Maybe uh, ship off Zeke in the off season 
and uh, essentially move this guy in as the starting running back. So I think they're kind of feeling this guy out. He's young. He's athletic. He can. He's shifty, and I think they're excited versus the old uh, Zeke slow power back that kind of hits the hole, and he's a one-cut guy. All right, boys. It brings me great pleasure to be the guy who gets to talk about this game. We got Titans at Seattle. I mean, old man Henry. Old, old man Henry. 35 carries, 182 yards rushing, three TDs, six receptions for 55 yards. This guy's old, right? I mean, he he looked old. He played bad. He had a great game, and I will say – Six receptions. That he's he's getting six receptions a game with the amount of carries he has. Scary. If you're playing, that is terrifying to play against. If you're playing someone and you see Henry, and now that you know he can get 200 yards rushing and 50 yards receiving, like I mean, fucking and three Ds. The best part. The best part about what I said earlier with Pooks with the fourth pick in the draft, he goes Zeke Elliott, and he lets none other than Derrick Henry fall to me at pick five it's just it was no better feeling last week i can't up 150 points i know it's just just a personal choice i'll have to check the stats but i think derrick henry had 50 percent of the total points of pook's whole team last week (laughs) i got over 100 points that's not possible i got 130 points i don't think so. all right Uh, i think we honestly we've really rubbed in henry and pook's face this week i think he's felt the pain he's gonna feel it all season because henry is clearly not slowing down there's overtime there's more there's more time to get points okay i mean you can't let it go i'm even giving you one you can't let it go (laughs) (laughs) henry looks good the titans are back i mean we said this last week you're not don't sell low on these titans players henry's back Tannehill's back. Julio Jones looked phenomenal. He had a touchdown call back. Wait, wait, wait. It was clearly I, I, a touchdown. I have to, I have to bring something back. Uh, I just had to verify the stats. We're talking about the same league. Derrick Henry had forty-four point seven points. Pook's whole team had eighty-six point five four. That is more than double, sir. All right, I think don't you, give me this. Probably, I put team probably, had a, yeah, want your best team at one hundred and thirty. I, I, I had a bad week. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I think, wham, can wham, you can you send the microphone? I'm sorry, Derek Henry. No, I can't say that. Okay. Um, well, I'll I'll say thank you, Pooks, for for letting the Derrick Henry fall. And and I'll and You're I'll welcome. say I'll say thank you, Derrick Henry. And the big and thanks and a big thanks to the footballers for convincing uh, Pooks to draft Zeke. The footballers they got Pook drafting Zeke. All right. So the Titans. The big takeaway here for me is that it's either going to be Julio Jones or it's going to be AJ Brown. It's not going to be both. By AJ. I think buy AJ. No, and you could buy. I think it's, this is the thing. It's going to be not buying Julio. It's going to buy Ohio, but it's going to be buy either one. Whoever does bad, because in my mind, one's going to eat and one's not. I don't think there's a week where they both eat because Henry's always going to get his. I mean, I could be wrong on this. There could be. I mean, I just think it's it's only the week two. But do you so, think they both can eat on a I given think, week? No, I, I don't. Yeah, I think I it's going to be one or the other. I think they can. I think this was a little fluke week. There's not going to be many weeks that Derrick Henry's running for 200 yards. Or 35 a- carries. AJ still had nine targets in that game. Mm-hmm. You, AJ is a – that whole offense, those wide receivers are big play guys. They average 20 to 25 yards per catch because everyone's selling out on the run. So he he catches – I think he was three for three catches for nine, for nine targets. Close. It was like three so for 42 he catches, yards. So he converts a couple more of those, turns one into a TD. 
That's a great week. Okay, so for maybe him. maybe we look maybe we look to buy low on AJ. Maybe we look to sell high on Julio. I still week two. If I have either of these guys, I'm honestly probably holding tight, tight unless someone has some crazy ass offer for Julio. I mean, someone in my league offered me Julio for Devin Singletary, and like I'm not I have Devin Singletary, and I I probably buy Julio in that case. But like if I have Julio, don't don't be taking Devin Singletary in that case because that's way too low of a sell. Like I mean, hold on to him. Someone sounds like they're regretting their decision. Last I am. Week I should have taken it. Him. I am. But, but yeah, t- Julio is the guy, and especially where you drafted him, I'm holding tight to him. Like Buck said, he could be the guy. You never know. He could be the guy in that offense, and it could be kind of a one wide receiver guy. Let me get to that side of this uh, this uh, this game. That was the Seahawks. We got Russell Wilson, who's looking like what Russell Wilson does in the first half of the season. He's playing like the MVP. He's probably going to get one vote at the end of the season. And we got 22 for 31, 343 yards, throwing for two TDs. Uh, Tyler Lockett is playing, I mean, out of his fucking mind. We got eight receptions, 178 yards, and a TD. Uh, DK Metcalf had a decent game, six for, 50, six for 53. You're not selling either. You're you're probably not buying either. If you can buy DK, maybe. But, I mean, I can't imagine the person in your league is selling him low. Uh, Rushing-wise, Chris Carson didn't do something crazy on the ground but he did have two tds so you're you're incredibly happy the backups are nowhere to be found alex collins had one carry um big uh big passing game week as i called uh philly philly over here saying oh i think it's gonna be a war of attrition chris carson's gonna be carrying the ball nope russ carved them up just like arizona did week one i think this tennessee secondary is porous get those pass catchers in every week against them all right, let's move on to the game of the Hopefully week. Hopefully the Jags can let's, do the same on them. Let's move on to the game of the well. week. Uh, it looks like Patrick Mahomes is no longer the kryptonite to Lamar's Superman. We have Baltimore 36, Kansas City 35. Pook, let me hear about this game. What a game it was. Lamar was out there looking like a damn Madden player because literally he was doing these crazy moves. Did you see that somersault into the end zone? Oh, my gosh. This was a as, great as game. As Creed Brant would say, it was the perfect cartwheel. The, the perfect cartwheel, yes, of course. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing because Lamar started with a pick six. That's not how you want to start a game, but that is how you want to finish a damn game. Well done, Lamar. What a game. You know, all, we could talk about Kelsey and how great he is because he is. He had an, an amazing play. He had, what, something like a 40-yard 40, 40 uh, catch for a touchdown. Uh, and, you know, we saw a lot of Lamar. He rushed unbelievably. Let me, let me hear about the big takeaways from each side. So I want to hear about the big takeaways from the Chiefs. So I want to hear about the running game. I want to hear about the receiving game. Running game-wise, let me hear about Clyde, Clyde I Edwards. Am worried. I am worried about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And here's why. Edwards-Hilaire is not a prototypical rushing running back. They drafted him and he at, in the first round because of his pass-catching prowess. Zero catches in this game. But they're not... They're not passing him the ball. Zero to a, catches to be a pass catcher. Like it's like it's like you know you're you're taking a guy and you're taking away his best ability and then you're making him into a pure rusher, which he isn't. I don't know why you do that. Thirteen for forty six, three and a half yards of carry. I am worried about Clyde if he doesn't get involved in this passing. Buying game, low or selling high? I am holding him because you're not going to get the value that you need. So you're buying low. Buy low. I'm worried. I'm not. I don't want to buy low. I'm. I'm holding him if I have him. I'm hoping something happens so I can sell him. I am very worried about him. Uh, 
Travis Kelsey, great game. Obviously, you're paying, playing him. Seven for 109 and a TD. Tyreek's, Tyreek's going to get it back on track. I'm not worried about Tyreek at all. Uh, other side of the ball with the Ravens. Before uh, we move on, let me just is there any receiver on the on the Chiefs? Because it's always been said every single game, every week we're gonna talk about this. Is there a receiver on the Chiefs besides Tyreek Hill no. or Travis Kelsey you could pick up? No, Pringle, Miko. no. No, that Miko. You can pick him up, but Miko? I'm not, I'm not I gonna think, start. I think, I think Miko Miko Harman, Harman is a guy to, to consider. And and five top, for fifty five. And on top of just being productive with Tyreek out here, it's kinda it's kinda like getting a handcuff. You get, the you, get, down, you, get, you get you get Tyreek goes down. You get Tyreek goes down. That he's filling in. He's running all the routes that Tyreek used to run. Uh, Mahomes is comfortable with him. Knows kind of knows his speed. Knows what he can do. And it, it's gonna he's gonna fill in perfectly. Most targets for receiver this week. Just I mean, besides Kelsey, the most targets for receiver. I actually I really like the Hardman um, pick by Philly over here. If you could if you can trade for him, honestly, I'm. Gonna try to trade for him. If if you have him, you're not dropping him. If he's available, obviously you're picking him up. As Dude, a former hear- Mecole Hardman owner last year, we saw you know Tyreek Hill go down, and it was either Demarcus Robinson. They also or had Mikkel Sammy Watkins every last week. Year, we though. had Sammy Watkins, but now we got Byron Pringle in the mix. I Brian Pringle was also there last year. I am not buying in on it. I think it's gonna be tough knowing when to start him. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I'm I'm not gonna buy the. I mean, five and fifty six. If you're in a full PPR, that's ten points. I mean, that's a solid flex spot. That's a that's solid, a solid receiver fresh, three spot. Flex spot, but I don't think he's gonna be consistent enough. Depending on your league style, he's probably a flex spot. If he's if you're in a ten team league, he's probably not. But I mean, maybe he could be. On, he's definitely on your team. If he is available, please pick him up. Pook, let me hear about the Ravens side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. So big surprise here. You know, there was a lot of hype going into last season for Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, and, you know, he seems to be delivering so far this season. He had a great game, six receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, a little bit more disappointing for Mark Andrews. So five But Mark Andrews is doing what Mark Andrews does. This this is what you get when you draft Mark Andrews. You get a guy who can't perf- – well, sorry, he can't He's touchdown dependent. He is touchdown dependent, but when he scores, he's going to get you three, and when he doesn't score, he's going to get you – he's going to get you three catches for 40 yards. This week he gets you five fifty-seven, but yeah, I mean, this is a guy. Who, this is what Mark Andrews does. He's not a bad player, but they just don't. He's not a hyper-targeted tight end. Mm-hmm. He's boomer bust. He's definitely a boomer bust tight end, and there's not many that have the ceiling that he does. He's gonna have those games where he puts up 25, uh, 20, 25 points. Is that's what you need as as a tight end. And Pook, I I, I actually want to hear about this backfield if you have an opinion because I think that's really where the fantasy questions come in between Tyson. And Latavius Murray. You know, they said they're going with the hot hand. I think it's going to be whoever proves out to have the most talent. 13 carries for Tyson Williams, 77 yards. Nine carries for Latavius Murray for 36 yards. Uh, it seems like on the day, Tyson Williams was the more efficient rusher. It seems, it seems like it's, it's reflected in the stat line, and he got more carries for it. I think Tyson's the younger guy. I think if Latavius doesn't get his stranglehold on this backfield, we could see the younger guy with a little more pep in his step go go forward and take take the reins. And and for me, I actually think this is the last week you could sell high on both of them. To, to be honest, I think this is the last week you will you will able to be selling high on either Tyson or Latavius. I agree. It seems like it's uh, a little too muddy. If one, of, if one of them doesn't take Lamar. over, I don't think it's going to happen. Look at Lamar rushing 16 times. I mean, that's it's not, even, it's not even about the yards. I mean, yes, he had 107 yards and two rushing TDs, but 16 rushes. I mean, you're talking about a, you're talking about a quarterback who's actually playing running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 
he's doing the quarterback position, but he's also. I mean, I just think this is the last week where both these guys are going to play adequately. And if you can get anything for someone in your league who lost running backs and they're desperate, I mean, there are in every league there's someone who's desperate for running backs, mm-hmm. and you could probably sell either of these guys for one of their better players, or you package them. You package this guy with one of your, you know, your wide receiver three, your flex, and you get yourself a starting running back. You get yourself a wide receiver two. Yeah, and I don't think Lamar's going to rush 16 times every game. But, I mean, there's a limited amount of plays that you're going to get off on offense. And if he's taking maybe 10 of those away, which could have been runs, it's going to limit the upside of these running backs, especially in a split workload. Philly, any thoughts on this game? I agree. Give me your thoughts as you love this game. I agree. This was a great game. game. Philly fell asleep before this game finished, just so we're all clear. (laughs) Um, And uh, with that, we are done with the Week 2 recap. It went on for a long, little longer than I thought I would, but you know we're learning. We're learning this thing as we go. We're rolling with the punches. I've got two more segments here, boys, that I really want to talk about. Uh, we've got surprise players in the top five. It's only week two, so we're going to do some overreacting. Are we buying or selling these positions? Uh, let me just read them to you. Ready? So in a full PPR, your top five receivers on the year. Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel, Adam Thielen, and Mike Williams in that order. So Cooper Cup at number one, 16 catches for 271 yards and three TDs. Tyler Lockett for 12 receptions, 278 yards, three TDs. Debo Samuel, Philly's favorite, 15 receptions for 282 yards and a TD. Thielen, 15 receptions, 131 yards, and three TDs. Mike Williams, 15 receptions for 173 yards and two TDs. Which one of these boys are we – I think we should all just say which one are we buying out of these that's going to be legitimate all season and which one are we selling. For me, Cooper Cup, from what I've heard from the announcers and his, and his best friend, his new best friendship with Matthew Stafford, if Cooper Cup finished in the top three receivers, I believe it. I mean, we know that Matthew Stafford loves to sling the rock. Mm. I, I don't disagree with you there. I think Cooper Cup, I don't know that he's going to keep giving the production that he's giving, but I don't think he may have a downtick, but he's still going to be a phenomenal receiver. I think he'll stay in the top five, if not at least the top 10 for the whole season. Um, are you I, buying someone else? Or are you are you agreeing with Cooper Cup? I'm agreeing with Cooper Cup. I'm buying Would, Mike Williams, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm buying that he's going to keep production up. As long as he stays healthy, he's that kind of explosive. It's a contract big year too, and you know these players. I mean, a contract year, money. I mean, money, money talks. They always say follow the money. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a big play receiver. He's a freak athlete. And if he stays healthy, I and mean, we know what he can do. Exactly. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a phenomenal season this year. One that I'm selling. I'm selling Debo Samuel. I think, you know, Brandon Ayuk's been killing me. I have him in one league this year, but at the same time he has been injured. He's going to come in and he's going to start taking some of those targets away. Kittles hasn't had a great start to the season as well. I think he can take some of those targets away. I think Debo's going to fall off a little bit here. Maybe sell high. Actually, definitely sell high if I have Debo. And Unlike these guys, uh, I'm not sold on the, the week one and week two stats. I'm selling all these guys except Lockett. Uh, Lockett's the only guy that's worth where you picked him at. So just say you're buying and him. Just, just for the segment, for the sake of the name of the segment, we're say buying, you're buying him. I'm buying no one out of this mix. Fuck you're not buying. Fuck you. You're not buying Lockett. You can't even say you're, you're not so buying fucking, Lockett because oh, he's so on. overpriced. Tell well, I'm not saying buy. you got to sell for him, but don't don't sell him low. If you're buying anyone, it's outside the top five. You're buying Keenan Allen. 
you're buying Justin Jefferson. This you're buying all the boys that are this under is it, This isn't a who am I buying in fantasy. Are you buying his position rank right now? That's what this is. Are you buying any of these in the top? Are line? you buying that he's going to keep up like solid production like he is? And you said there, like I'm I selling said, all of them like to Lockett. There will be one guy at the end of the and season it's that will be in the top five at the end of the season. And it's Lockett. And I'll put money on it. Okay, so for the sake of my segment, none of these guys will be none of these guys. Five. You can't even say Lockett. All right, I like it. It's fine. I like the bull take. None of them are going to be in it. Can you? Will you take a bet? Yeah, you'll take a bet. None of these guys except will, Lockett. We'll be in the top. I'll five. do the bet, but you have to say you're buying Lockett. You're not buying. Come I'm on, holding him. Are you buying Lockett as the a top? Second, if, if I have him, if I have him, I'm yeah. holding him. If I don't have him, I'm not buying him. You're paying okay, a lot. You're holding him. I'm holding. Okay, so I will bet you fifty dollars that one of these boys is in the top five at the end of the season. Okay. All right. Besides Lockett. Well, you have to say that you're buying Lockett. Holding though. Lockett. No, you have to say you're buying I'm Lockett. Holding so Lockett. you're buying Lockett as a top five receiver. If you won't say it, I'm not doing the bet. I'll hold Lockett as top five okay. receiver. Okay, all right. I'm moving on here. You don't buy it. I'm moving on here. Honestly, the biggest... It doesn't look like he wants to do the bet. I, I'd like to give one... <laughs> I, would, I would like to just say the biggest surprise for me out of this five is Mike Williams. I mean, we... It, I'm, it just like... It's, it's cra- I mean, I knew it was going to be good, but it's kind of crazy. Top five. It's week two, boys. Don't it's get too two. excited. We've seen it all, Mr. J- Justin Jefferson over there. I've done it. I've done it. I've lived it. I'm going to go to running. Sell high. Let me go to running. Sell high, boys. <laughs> Sell me, them all. Let me go to running backs. Uh, there is not a single surprise on this list. I'm just going to say it so you guys can know it. Number one, Henry. It's the only person I wrote the number uh, his stats down just for Pook. In two weeks, he's got 52 rush attempts, 240 yards, three TDs rushing, nine receptions on 10 targets for 74 yards. Old man Henry has got some fresh legs. At number two, we've got CMC. At number three, we have Aaron Jones. At number four, we have Nick Chubb. And number five, we have Dalvin Cook. Does anyone want to bet that these guys won't finish in the top five? <laughs> no, yeah, <you> <laughs> yeah, okay. Chubb's right. the only one I can see falling out. Chubb, meh, maybe. But these guys, we you, you drafted them early. Aaron Jones. You drafted these guys Adam early Adam for Jones. a reason. Adam Jones. Yeah, who put Adam Jones? Adam in? Jones. Aaron Jones. Did I say you wrote, you wrote Did I that. say Adam? The Packers homework can't spell Did Aaron Did I say Jones. Adam out loud, though? No, you said Aaron. Well, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is definitely, if we're going to talk about a sell-high candidate, that's one of those guys. Four TDs last week. He's got one every season. He, so every he, year. He got us one in week two in this, this year. He had a get couple last him. season, actually. Get rid of him early. Uh, I guess uh, you drafted these guys early. You're holding on to him. You're not surprised by this list. At We're going to move on to quarterbacks here. We've got at number one, Kyler Murray. He's been a favorite from a lot of people. He's been a not favorite from our, our boy over here, Philly Philly. At number two, Patrick Mahomes. Week two. It's week two. At, we, at, at we'll number, talk week seven. We'll walk. We'll, we'll see where yeah, Kyler's we'll at. talking about it. At number two, we've got Patrick Mahomes. Not a surprise. We all know what he can do. At number three, it's not a surprise. Uh, that's surprising. It's a little bit of a surprise. Brady's, Brady's Tom not. Tom Brady. Brady's not. not let me just, let me just say a stat. 655 uh, yards for nine TDs. is averaging 28.5 points. This is not known for Brady. Brady's been in that Patriots offense where but he kind of maxed out at, at 250 yards. Not many weapons. Edelman but, was the only guy to but get to. I said this earlier. The Patriots are known for uh, having that system QB. Bruce Arians, on the other hand, is known for having a high octane. Oh yeah, offense. he's got weapons for days. He's never had weapons like he does now. Mm-hmm. He's excited. He, he's young again. He's like a 26 year old out there with all these new shiny toys. 
He's doing and, better than he did in his 20s. And maybe we'll see the cliff next year. At number four, we have Daniel Jones, 516 for two TDs, 15 rushes for 122 yards and two TDs. He had a 50-yard rush called back last week. I mean, is Daniel Jones good or is he just fantasy good? I mean, I would say 100 of those 122 yards were in one week. Um, so, so it's, it's is he hard. fantasy? He's fantasy good. He's not good. Luck. He's not football good. He's, he's fantasy, fantasy good, good. Certainly, just, he's, he's, just he's having, basically Winston. Having I mean, except the, the rushing. Portion, I about to say like, having the ability to run, being able to kind of take any any carry to the crib from fifty out with his speed is, is very enticing. Um, but it's it's the Giants' offense. You're not getting much out of them. I mean, I agree with that. And number five, this is. I mean. It's, I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year, but this is still a surprise for me. We've got Jalen Hurts, 345 or 354 54. yards throwing, not a whole lot, for three TDs, 17 rushes for 144 yards and a TD. I mean, we, we heard about it. We knew about it. I mean, is he going to finish top five? I, I can see it. We know, rush, we know what rushing QBs could do. I mean, he, he's the definition of a dual-threat quarterback. Um, he's probably – more potent as a runner than he is passing so he's definitely going to have those uh 20 25 yard carries every game he's going to average 50 yards on the ground uh per game so you're going to get those five points that way um but it will be interesting to see how how this offense kind of progresses over the next couple weeks with brandon brooks going out are they going to turn are they going to turn to more of a uh, passing offense or are they going to kind of feed on the running backs and kind of hope that they, they don't have to depend on the, the pocket collapsing with Brandon. When you out. see these these O-linemen go down, uh, for me it means more QB rushes. I mean, I don't know if that's always the case. You see more scrambles. I'd like to hear, I think we all are, if, I'm, if we're all doing a buy, I mean, we're all buying Patrick Mahomes. I'm buying Hurts in the top five. Uh, if you want to say that, that's fine. I'm saying we're all going to buy Patrick Mahomes. If you want to buy Hurts, you know, want to buy Hurts besides Mahomes? I'm, bu- I'm going to buy Hurts stays in the top five. I think if anyone's going to fall out, it would be Jones. Daniel Jones. Yeah, no question. Po- uh, Philly, any besides that, I mean, you're gonna, are you selling Jones? Are you buying Hurts? Yeah, I'm. Uh, Jalen Hurts has had a great first two games. Um, do I think he'll be a top-five quarterback at the end of the season? I don't think so. I think this offense will kind of depend more on the run game and the kind of the trickery plays uh, to kind of – Balance not having that that their best O lineman in there, um, they'll kind of not not let Hurts sit back there and and sit in the pocket and sling it down the field. It'll be more of a run offense. So yeah, you might see more run yards out of him, but I think you'll see uh, significantly less passing. All right, let's move on to uh, the last uh, the last position here we're talking about, which is tight ends. At one, we have Kelsey. I mean, that's no one's shocked about that, right? At two, Gronk, 12 receptions, 13 targets, four TDs. At three, we have TJ Hawkinson, 16 receptions, 16 receptions for 19 targets. I'm uh, sorry, on 19 targets for t- uh, two TDs. At four, we have Waller. I mean, just a fucking target machine. And at five, we have Noah Fant, 10 receptions, 14 targets, and a TD. Um, I mean, I'm surprised about Gronk and Fant. We all kind of, I mean, the hype's obviously was around Hawk and Waller. Um, we all know about Kelsey. Is Gronk the ultimate sell high? Is he back to his prime? Like, I mean, I, that's what I want to know. I mean, you can't do two touchdowns every week. He's, he's, this is going to be the highest he is all season. I really don't think he'll keep it up. 
I think he is a sell high. I don't think that you need to sell him, though. I think you can definitely hold on to Gronk. I think he's still going to have games, just like every tight, tight end. Are we, bu- are we buying or selling where he is right now? So you're selling him being in the top five at the end of the season? I think Waller's going to take over it, too. Waller or Hawkinson will take over But it is too. Gronk going to be a top five at the end of the season? I think he has real real potential to end up as a top five. I think I think that's definitely within. I think Fant has zero chance to be in a top five, just just putting that out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I think where you drafted Gronk, there's no way in hell um, you're kind of getting rid of him unless you're getting a ridiculous offer for him. But I think you're kind of hanging on to that because the rest of your team is probably pretty loaded um, based on where you drafted him. Or if I, if I have him as a tight end two, I'm kind of looking to ship him up. Sh- ship in my, no, I'm looking to ship my tight end one and kind of oh, placing him as a tight as end a tight one. End. I was thinking yeah. I'd pair him up with like if I had like DeAndre Swift or I don't know, just another like, you know, kind of close to RB1. Pair him up with Gronk and maybe see if I can snag an RB one. You know, are we? Buying- I'm, not, I'm not getting rid of that usage out of Just a tight yet. end. The two TD games we've obviously seen he can 12, do it. 12 to it, 13, it, 12 it, receptions on 13 targets is not a joke, and they're not using the other tight ends. OJ Howard has been irrelevant. Cameron Brait has been irrelevant. And we've seen with tight ends, tight ends are TD dependent more than anyone on the field. And just getting one TD from those guys is a great week. And when they, this guy has put up four in two games, um, it's something to consider. And you know you know, Gronk and Brady have that yeah. connection. I was going to say, name two other players who have a better connection. Honestly, they, I, they on, were, on your hand, name two players who have a better connection than Gronk and Brady. The, the Mahomes is, and Kelsey. Mahomes and Kelsey, maybe up there, okay. Yeah. But I mean, we, they that Carr, Carr is that Waller it? would be the only other. Car Waller, I mean, there's not even just tight ends. I'm saying any. I mean, that's up there for one of the best connections probably in NFL history. They they talked about it last night. They're creeping in on Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison's uh, duo TD record. Marvin Harrison didn't play tight end. Like I mean, like that's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. They've been together over ten years. They know each other. They know everything. Uh, Gronk's his guy, so and he trusts him more than anything. So, I'd hold tight no matter what. Are you buying or selling Noah Fant? Oh, I'm shipping him. I'm shipping the fuck out of Noah Fant. He's not gonna stay. For one, if he stays healthy, it'd be incredible. Two, if he's in the top five, I mean. Oh, I've already got tried to people have tried to sell him to me already. Uh, 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 I'm not taking uh, him uh, for nothing. I'd rather have Tunyon. All right, boys. I got I got one last topic here. We're doing our draft. We're, this week we're doing uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. We're going to do two rounds. We know how this works. I'm going to roll, and uh, we'll see what the order works out, okay? So here we go. Snake style. <laughs> Snake style. Buck with an eight. Pook with an eight. Roll off. We're doing roll off. two dice, by the way. And Chell with the ten piece. All right, so Chell's going to lead us off at one. Me and, me and Pooks are going to have a little roll off here for second. Let's see what I can get. Nine. Oh, tenner. I got a tenner. All right. Oh, I got to take the left. You order here. It's going to be Philly, Buck, and then Pook, and it's going to snake around. So then it'll be Pook twice, me again, and then and then uh, Philly. I don't think anyone's written anyone down for this. So this is nope. off the dome. Give me your offensive rookie of the year. Philly, you start. I'm going to stay loyal. I said it before week one. I'm going to keep reiterating it. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is the guy. He's got that connection with Burrow, um, and he's going to easily walk away with this. Jamar Chase. I actually like it. I mean, I said earlier, I think Jamar Chase is going to be like the Justin Jefferson of last year. It'll be very rare to see 
Yeah, now you want to say it, but not when he <laughs> not when he couldn't find the the laces. No, he couldn't. But now he's in. Now I actually, I said this last week too. It's not about what I said. It's about what past. I'm saying now. It's what about I'm saying now. That's right. Can't but if Buck had him, he would have dropped week him. Week in, week out. Every other week has another. The past is history. The future is a mystery. But right now, it's the present. Or, I, I think I think Buck. That's saying. Well, you know the saying. Oh, I don't know the saying. I was I was hoping you had another rhyme for no, it. No, there. It's it's it right now. Good. It's right now is what's happening, and that's why they call it the present. Ooh. I right now is a gift. Right now is a gift, and that's why it's the present. Yes, thank you. you. There you go. You. Okay. I think I saw Buck had a waiver claim in for uh, Elijah Mitchell. He was dropping <laughs> Jamar Chase. For like 15 bucks. Not a Jamar Chase. Not a Jamar Chase in the <laughs> damn league. Fuck you. All right. I'm going the first ever Heisman two offensive rookie in Devonta Smith. So you're going to take the home run. Oh, well, we're going to take the home. We're taking the home run here. I'm taking Philly's boy. He's going to get the targets. He's going to get the targets. He's going to eat. This offense is going to get better. We're going first ever Heisman to offensive rookie of the year. Okay, so I'm going to start off with Steelers running back Najee Harris. I think he's going to get it going. No, safe pick. Safe Safe pick. pick. Safe pick. All right. Uh, And for my second pick, I think we're going to have a real turnaround here. With Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That's right, baby. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. We, we all knew you were going Trevor Lawrence. Come on. Let me hear Safe why, though. Pick. Give me, give me, give me pick. reasons why, Trevor Three Lawrence. Three picks, first week? Yeah, you know, it's welcome to the NFL moment. You got you to gotta get back up to speed. The reason why is because he was drafted first overall. <laughs> the whole NFL community knows he's the best prospect. That's why. All right, that's I'm, why Houston, the best defense in the league. They've been. They looked actually pretty good last With my second pick, we're going week. with a rookie quarterback who's going to start the most games and win the most games. Not like start the most games and then win the most, but it's the combination of the two, which is oh, Mac, which oh, is Mac Jones. Oh, wow, wow. Mac so, Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mac Jones will start the most games and win the most games as a rookie, and I'm taking him as rookie of the year. We all know. Dad bod, they Mac love Jones. dad bods winning, and they love dad bods getting. They love quarterbacks getting this award. So it's my pick. Man, he needs to find a supermodel wife. Hey, oh, perfect he's, matchup. He's gonna. Brady will hook him up. So you guys gonna leave me the steal of the draft? Steal of the draft. You think you get an eagle? You think you get a sleeper? And we go with a real sleeper. Oh, sleeper. Kenneth Gainwell. Oh! <laughs> Everyone wants to be hype on Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell like comes oh. now. That's the boldest pick I've ever heard. Tell Kenneth me, that's Gainwell. a spicy. God drink. forbid, Booby gets hurt. Give me some milk. Gainwell that was spicy. Is out there, boys. You heard it here first. If if Kenneth Gainwell wins Rookie of the Year, put a bet on it, man. If you're gonna call it, put I mean, a bet go out to there. let's go to Vegas. Oh let's get that gosh. bet in. Give me the odds. I don't know what the odds are. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, that was our, our Tuesday episode. We're four episodes in. I think we're doing pretty good. It's cowgirl week, boys. Eagles, Cowboys. Oh, Monday night. Big Eagles. Cowgirls. This is a big week for Philly. Philly. If you're a listener, we really would appreciate the feedback. Give me a review on Apple, on Spotify. You can find us everywhere. You can find us on Instagram. I seriously would love some feedback. We would love some feedback. We're just learning. We're in it with you. If you have, if you want to DM us, I will answer any of your questions. You can find me at the Fantasy Football Experts on Instagram. You can find all of us at the Fantasy Joes on Instagram, and you can find me on TikTok at the Fantasy Football Experts. Seriously, please go give us a review, download us, 
Um, I would love if you could follow us. It'll just give you a reminder every week. It'll automatically download the episode, and it really helps us with our algorithm and just getting up there on the rankings. With that, I mean, we're out. Pook, Pook, will you uh, play us off? Let me hear what you got. Absolutely beautiful. Thank Blissful. you. Blissful. Thank, thank you. Thank you.